So I trimmed my moustache a bit earlier tonight and Anna just messaged me and said, did you cut up your pubes in the sink? (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, you can't make that the intro. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran of Rebruge. Hello. Adam Ryan. Hello. And joining us for a second week in a row is Nathan Webcam Mike Hennessy. Sounded good this time. Sounded much Happy better. Happy to be here. Well, <laughs> well uh, it's good to see you back. Thank you for, I'm glad that we didn't scare you off. So, uh, round, yeah, round two. Let's do it. Let's do it. The whole gang is here. Well, sort of. Four in spirit. Four hot seats on uh, on tonight's potty. How are we all? Yeah, good. Good, mate. Doing well, mate. You uh, you missed the show last week. I was dreadfully sad about it too. I I don't like missing the old potty, but you know. Sometimes Things happen. You got to do what you got to do. Exactly right. But I'm I'm back this week. House nice. is freshly vacked. I'm I'm Ooh. back. Do you use um like a carpet freshener, like a scent spray thing? I don't know. You're making me think that I sh- should. I'm getting a little self conscious about it now. Well, my hands just, are getting all clammy. I'm. F- <laughs> I feel like I need to vacuum the house again. Well, just like think about it. like, do your carpet stink? Have you ever gotten, have you no. ever gotten on, on all fours and sniffed Mate, the carpet? I'm on all fours on the carpet most days. That came out differently <laughs> to how I meant it. Um, no, I've, I've vacuumed those those bastards too frequently. Fair enough. Cr- crumbs very rarely even hit the floor, mate. I've got the Dyson attached to my hip at most times, and if uh-huh. I see him falling, I just straight out of midair. That's impressive. On the Dyson front, I've, I've talked to, to Kieran about Dyson's new vacuum that has this little handy dandy light that shines out the front of it that detects dust microbes in your carpet. And I can't tell whether I need it or it would absolutely ruin my life and I wouldn't leave the house. One way or another, I do desire it. Is it a blue light? Uh, I haven't looked it's into it that much. I d- it, it needs to not be a blue light because that's yeah. that's a level of... Of cleanliness, you won't go, I don't really want yeah, to. You won't go near your floors again. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to jump <laughs> into that, especially in a in a rental that is fairly old. I just I don't need that question answered. Um, After you've been on all fours, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're on your second week, Nathan, and you just settled right into this. That's like, it. Yeah, pre, good man. I liked fans. it. It's I a like pleasure to, to meet it. you, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so you that. just need to know that Adam's a Dyson fan. He doesn't like LG or Samsung or Vax. He's anti-Vax, actually. Whoa, whoa, hang on. <laughs> wait, wait a second. One of those was not like the other. Where, where does um Nathan? Where do you sit on the on the vacuum? On the top, hopefully. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try not to make a habit of it. Um, I hmm, I like to go Zami, Xiaomi. 
fuck oh, is the that? Old, that? The old Xiaomi? Xiaomi? <laughs> How do they pronounce it? It's the X-O-I-A-M-I. I've probably butchered that. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a brand I like. Now, I've because I, I used to use all their technology, I've graduated because I used to use like their mobile phones and everything. Now, I've graduated to Huawei, but Huawei haven't got their own vacuum line yet. So. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll have to get on to them about that. I'm sure they do some sort of vacuuming. Smart vacuum. That's it. USB Don't most powered. of their products suck? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that is very good. And I know that Simon Blackburn, who's going to be listening to this, is going to love that. He'll probably make that his fucking ringtone or something. <laughs> Shout outs. All right. Uh, let's get straight into it because we've got a big week. Mm. Big week. We've got a big episode, sorry, uh, for the big week ahead because it's E3 pre three week. I think that's, yeah. But before that, we have a few exciting things to talk about. Uh, but has anybody been playing video games that they can talk about? That isn't, sorry, for review or preview or whatever. Nothing. Not overly. No. I've, I've dabbled very, very slightly into Battlefield 5 once again because I'm trying to Hype, hype myself as much as possible for this this upcoming Battlefield reveal, uh, which is not very hard. I'm all kinds of keen for it, but yeah, still playing a bit of that. Um, game's been updated so many times since I last played it that I'm still encountering new maps and new weapons and new vehicles and whatnot. So it's it's fresh in my eyes, despite the game being a few years old. So that's all good. Yeah, that's, that's that pretty note. much it otherwise. Yeah, just a reminder to get the Battlefield 4s on the Twitch Prime while it's still there, the Twitch Prime Gaming, if anyone's got the Amazon Primes. Hmm. Uh, just hugely loved 4, so I think I think there's still a pretty big fan base behind it. I think that's still pretty active. Mm. See, I didn't even know that uh, Amazon Prime had a gaming thing until uh, until the other day. And I've got, yeah, I've got Prime. But... Um, there you go. So is it was it just like Game Pass or something? They just put on they just put up keys every now and again. Um, usually you don't get much big name stuff. Usually indies and a lot of uh, sort of like DLC stuff. So um, weapons for uh, Destiny, uh, skins for Warframe, League of Legends, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, Battlefield Four is one of the big names they've had in there for a while. I think. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I haven't been playing anything either, well, that I won't talk about in a minute, but, um, I know, I lie, I played a little bit more of It Takes Two, uh, we are up to the garden, yeah, Adam and Kieran nodding their heads, uh, but yes, but I'll talk more about it when we finish it. Uh, whereabouts are you up to, Nathan? What level? It's me and my partner. We, we're loving it, frankly, but um, we're not very far in. We've just I think we've just gotten back home, back into our daughter's room from a bit of an excursion out and about. So that, that's about as vague as I'll put it. I, th- I get the impression from what I've heard we're still very early on, but mm. I'm consistently blown away like everyone else at just the variety of different sort of, Little gameplay mechanics and they all work and they're all super fleshed out um 
it's yeah it's a true true delight yeah it's definitely good fun and, and there's a lot um i feel like there's a lot going on but it's well paced um hmm. so none of it feels like overwhelming uh, which is good but uh i i don't know if it's because i've been playing it for a while but it, i feel like it's thought it's sort of starting to drag a touch at the moment um but anyway we'll see how we go so, uh, on that note, I will talk very, very quickly about Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 because I've been playing that for review. I haven't played it as much as I would have liked because I've been doing other stuff, which we will talk about very soon as well. Uh, but I have played the mission I played in the preview, which was the, the long-range sniper desert uh, map, uh, and then I've done... Um, three quarters away through the second map there's so there's five missions or five maps uh in the in the game and each map or mission sorry has like uh three or four contracts or you know targets you gotta kill uh, the second map is in like the mountains um and it's more of a uh, it's not like a long range one so in, in in the first one in the desert one you you can't infiltrate like where the targets are. You, like you have to take them out from that, you know, thousand meters plus range. Uh, whereas in the second one, you can sort of it's more up close and you can kind of infiltrate in, into the base and and all that. Um, I'm loving it. I'm a bit disappointed with the because I actually went with the Series X version uh, because the, the PS5 version was delayed. But uh, they have only tonight just released the patch for the Series X. Uh, version but it's not even uh, it's not as good as they actually promised so prior to the release they said that it'll be 4k uh, native 4k i think maybe 60 frames i might even be making that up uh, maybe it was an option of either that or um 4k but basically uh it's been out since friday so what three four days um and there's been no sign of the optimization at all. And even the the web page on the Xbox store is like gone. Like you can't purchase like that version of the game. And so a few people that I've read it are quite disappointed because they feel like they've been stitched up a bit. Um, but there's like a 2K version now. Um, they've, the patch gives you like a 2K uh, frame, uh, not frame rate, um, resolution. And then all you can choose between the 60 frames, I believe. Um, but it drops it down to a lower resolution, like a 1080, I think. Weird. Um, but yeah, so that's they must be having trouble with that next-gen version because obviously the PS5 versions still doesn't even have a date. Um, so that, that's a bit annoying, but the game looks incredible, like even at 1080p, because I was like, this does feel a bit like it's chugging a bit, not like, not like as in like it's lagging, but it just didn't feel super smooth. Um but it looks incredible. You know, it's got CryEngine, which is one of the probably the more beautiful engines. And yeah, just some of the environments, like, they just look amazing. And I mean, uh, if you've played the, uh, the Hitman series, I think uh, you should definitely give this a crack. Just maybe go to like eBay and use their seven day return policy and try before you buy kind of thing. Because, you know, you, you might. Uh, enjoy it but uh i'll talk more about it uh, when i've played more but so far so good i mean yeah 
I gave the first one an eight. This one, just uh, based on what I'm playing, would probably be the same, if not a, a touch higher. Um, but yeah, that's nice. it for that. Bloody uh, nice. The other thing, oh, I'll quick. Okay, so there's two big things that we're going to talk about before we get into our E3 discussion tonight, mm-hmm. um, and I can talk to you guys about Battlefield. 2042. 2042. 2042. 2042. Not Battlefield 6. Um, All right, mate. Just dropping bombs. That's like, that's a good like 2036 better than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Oh, no. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so last week I had the pleasure of sitting in a media event for Battlefield 2042, hosted by DICE and EA. Uh, it went for about two hours. Uh, I got about an hour of uh, footage of, you know, different trailers and um, different members of the DICE development team explaining uh, various features and mechanics of, of the game. Um, and then I, then the, there was a Q&A, like a, like a group Q&A. And then I actually got to sit down for, for 15 minutes with uh, the game's design director, uh, Daniel Berlin, uh, and chat to him about the game. So I won't talk about it a lot here because there's a lot to sort of go through and digest. And um, but there was there should be should be uh, fingers crossed uh, a bunch of content on the website or at least a few articles that will explain sort of what I got to see and chat about but yeah i mean the 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 biggest takeaways um is that there's no single player campaign so there's no traditional single player uh campaign so quickly uh around the table Mm. who who cares about that no see i yeah um i've gotten a bit over the campaigns they're nice they're they're a bit of a junk food distraction i loved battlefield ones because that was a real nice got these vignettes of like gallipoli and stuff i thought that was super neat didn't care for fives a lot of forced stealth sections so uh, i could i could live without it my th- the thing i want most though they, they teased it in the leaked screenshot are we going to see like weather events play like like levolutions like weather events going to change the map and mix things up i like where you're uh <clears throat> i like where you're going with that because uh they did in the reveal trailer which you would have seen now um, there are weather events in there. There are real-time like tornadoes, uh, sandstorms, twisters, um, and it looks fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, the end mm. of the re- the reveal trailer, which is where they sort of show it off, um, is very very cool. Um, they, I did ask, uh, did I ask? The, was it in the Q and A or did I ask it? I think I asked it. I should should know that but um when i spoke to old mate danny danny b as i like to call him um (laughs) (laughs) uh the some of the weather events are exclusive to certain maps uh Uh, right sorry sorry not exclusive i i I think oh fuck no i can't remember (laughs) like what the answer was (laughs) You oh, hear no. first on the podcast. It's either uh, one thing or it's the opposite. <laughs> oh, I should listen to that to the to the recording before um 
before that, I'll go back and I'll, I'll try and correct that before the, the potty ends. But yeah, um, there's a bunch of different weather events. So there's uh, a handful of different maps, uh, which we can talk about very, very quickly if you would like. Uh, basically, uh, the other huge um, new feature for this is that the PC, PS5 and Series X and Series S version of the game, um, one of the multiplayer modes, which is called All Out Warfare, that will feature hmm. 128 players. Holy shit. Um, PS4 and Xbox One will still remain at 64. But yeah, the next-gen or current-gen versions and PC have uh, doubled, doubled in size. So there's going to be a shitload going on. And what, they, what, and what they've done is they have designed um, each... Uh, so the 128 player version and the 64 player version of the maps have been designed uh, with that in mind. So the right. the 128 player maps are bigger. So it's 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 not just on the PS4 and stuff. They've given you the same map with less people, and there's just more right. space to sort of roam around. Is you know they sort of tailored that experience for that um, you know player base, and the next gen version is sort of uh, you know tailored for the the bigger Bigger player base. Um, so, yeah, we've got no single-player campaign, which for me is a bit of a bummer. You've got 128 um, <clears throat> players on better consoles and or better hardware. Real-time weather. What else What else do we have, do you reckon? Yeah, you got so, nothing. seeing as though it's set in the near future, are we getting... Are we get, are we are we going for like Black Ops Three? Are we war running in jetpacks, or are we a bit more a bit more grounded than that? I'd expect from Battlefield. It, yeah, it's uh yeah a bit more, <laughs> no jetpacks. Uh, but there is ah. a huge ass rocket which you would see uh, in the reveal trailer. Um, and again, they uh, old Danny B, my mate, he uh, did say that that rocket can either take off or not uh, during that map, um, which is pretty cool. So there's a bunch of shit going on uh, in the background. But the other thing I was going to mention is that one of the things that they've changed, and this is one, one thing that sort of gets me a little bit excited, is there's a new weapon customization system called the Plus system. And this will allow you to uh, change your loadout uh, or your weapon configuration on the go, on the fly, boots on the ground. Okay. Oh. So basically, oh, like it looks that. like it's a, it's a flick of a button, or what's what it looks like. We, he didn't go into a lot of detail on this, but it like it looks like a like a plus sort of comes up, um, almost like a weapon wheel kind of thing. Um, okay. And each you know down, left, right, up has a different um, attachment, and you can flick between um, different scopes, different uh, ammo types, different barrels, sort of on the go. So. The example that he sort of used is that you can be, you know, in the middle of a, a gunfight and then duck behind cover, flick up this menu, change out your, you know, you can be, because uh, you're in a smaller, closer sort of environment, you can change, you know, your attachments to sort of suit that, um, you know, that environment um, on the go, you know, without sort of, which is super cool. Like, like and that's, uh, as far as I'm aware, that's something that's that's never been in Battlefield before. Yeah, that's um, that's huge for a game like Battlefield as well. Because you think for for another online shooter like COD, there are certain 
maps that are smaller, more condensed in like inside environments. So you have closer range weapons. Uh, there are bigger maps. So, you know, you might have a sniper rifle battlefield, the size and scope of it. There's, there's always bits and pieces of both. Like you'll be running through an open field and you'll get snagged by a sniper, but then five minutes later you might be in a complex where there's a lot of tight angles and, and corners and lots of choke points. So the, the idea that you can, you can just switch out. Like, I think the biggest thing for me will be like, uh, I was playing battlefield five the other night and I usually play with a, an LMG, which is great for kind of that mid distance. But then if I see someone at a further distance, I'm like, ah, look, I'll, I'll give it a go, but I can't, my, my scope is, has no magnification. So I'll, I'll just kind of be spraying and praying what you're saying, you, you might be able to switch it out for maybe a three times. So you have a, a much better chance of actually being able to adapt to that situation. So I think that is massive. Like it's a, it's not a, as game altering a, a change as maybe these big weather effects that will, you know, wipe out buildings and whatnot, but it's a, it's a change that I'm really looking forward to tinkering with if it's as good as it sounds. Yeah, and the other I did I did ask um, I did ask Danny B uh, if you can have sort of like presets set, Ooh, yeah. um, so you can sort of instead of having to fart around with each attachment, you can just sort of I don't know maybe you there's a button configuration or something that you push like you know you hold L mm-hmm. one push up and do a dance around the table and it loads out you know <laughs> one certain configuration or preset, but he didn't. Um, he didn't want to answer that question, so uh, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if that means he didn't think of it yet, or and he's going to steal it, or um, or there he, he's sort of keeping his cards, his cards, his cards, cards. <laughs> close to his close to his chest. All right, so let me let me give you the story. Let me let me read you, you where we're at. One. Oh. That's a single player campaign. Never said there wasn't a story. Ah. Oh. There is a story, <laughs> but it's all integrated in, in like uh, the game's multiplayer uh, offerings. So this is, uh, I'm going to read this verbatim from um, the information that we got. The year is 2042. The world is on the brink. Shortages of food, energy, and clean water have led to dozens of failed nations, creating the greatest refugee crisis in human history. Among these, non-patrioted or no-pats are families, farmers, engineers and even soldiers amidst the crisis in the united states and sorry amidst the crisis yeah, amidst the crisis the united states and russia draw the world into an all-out war no pat specialists join both sides not fighting for a flag but for the future of the non-patriot in this new world what do we think Australia is reenacting Mad Max during all of this. <laughs> we're going to be seen. We're fighting our own little desert war. I don't war. know. Isn't there a Battlefield 2142? So we know like they last another 100 years at least. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> I like that. Um, um, so it's, the idea is that it will kind of take that, the, the live service approach mm. to storytelling with Correct. things like Apex and Fortnite, how they have kind of story elements scattered throughout seasons or or whatever you whatever you wish is that kind of the the idea that you got correct so so they've uh, confirmed that there's going to be ba- uh, there'll be a battle pass for each season uh, that will include free Ooh, and premium okay. content or tiers of content 
Um, and this will, I guess, through these seasons or these battle passes, they, uh, they will um, give you more s story. I, I don't really know um, how that's going to work because when I sort of pushed um, him in the interview, you know, how's the story sort of going to be told or how a player is going to, you know, digest this, you know, narrative, there wasn't really an answer. Um, I just sort of got the, the, the uh, stock standard will reveal more, you know, in the coming months. Can't comment uh, on that. Sorry. Yeah, gotcha. So, um, but what I can tell you is that in the first year, there will be four seasons with four battle passes uh, and four new specialists uh, as well as new maps. So onto the specialists. So yeah, there's, well, tell, tell there's no more, such thing as classes. Oh. Also, how, sorry, that's, that's a bit out. of a lie. The classes are being uh, revamped. So uh, what you'll play now is specialists, um, and these are like preset characters. So in previous battlefields, uh, have you ever played as like a preset character or have you just sort of played as yourself um, with different loadouts and whatnot? It's ju it's different different loadouts. So you have different classes yeah. that have, have certain yeah. specializations yeah. and then certain weapons that go with those specializations as well. Cool. So that's that's pretty much the same as here, except this time you actually play characters. So okay. the game will come with 10 specialists uh, when it launches, which, by the way, I didn't say is October 22 this year. Uh, there'll be Ooh, a seven-day nice. seven early access, um, I think, for EA Play members. Don't hold me to that, though. Uh, it could be pre-order people. I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to yeah. go back and, and double-check that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so uh, October 22, yeah. So there'll be um, 10 specialists. Uh, we, got, we got shown four of them. Um, and I'll quickly whip through these. But uh, each, yeah, so sort of similar to what you sort of said, um, Adam. So the first character is called Casper, and he's uh, his class is what is in the recon, and his specialty is an OVP uh, recon drone, uh, and his trait is a movement sensor. The next character is Webster, uh, and he is in the assault class. His specialty is a grappling hook, and he's a nimble, more agile sort of player. And oh, I get Maria. to play as Pathfinder in Battlefield. Fucking and excellent. There's <laughs> Maria, uh, who's the support class, um, and her specialty is a S21 Surrette pistol. I think I said that right. And her trade is a, is, is a combat surgeon. Uh, and then there's Piotr, I think. How do you say that? Uh, he's an engineer class. Um, he's got a sentry gun as his specialty. and Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's a sentry operator. Um, that's his, his trait, but so I'll, I'll just read quickly the sort of info that we got. And it says here, inspired by the traditional four battlefield classes, specialists will be equipped with their own unique specialist trait and special and specialty along with a trait and will have a fully customizable loadouts. Um, so I guess the specialists are replacing the classes kind of thing. So each specialist is sort of part of a class, um, but they're like part of this, like they're a character, I guess. So I guess that's how they're going to they're going to tell this story. And it, <clears throat> and the other cool thing, um, yes, there's no uh, like campaign, which is a bit of a bummer, like I said. But what they are going to do is you can actually play the game with friends or by yourself against AI, against bots, pretty much. Um, okay. So if you yeah right, 
which is super cool because um, it means that, I guess, weaker players who or players who want to sort of try and learn the ropes of, you know, tanks or, you know, helicopters and other um, characters, they can, you know, they can um, jump in there and, you know, train up and then get ready for the for the real stuff. Because uh, I, you know, as I said to to Danny B, my mate, shout out. Um, Friend of the show. He, um, you know, I'm terrible at Battlefield. And that's sort of why I, I prefer the, the campaign is because I just get, I just get wrecked. Um, so I kind of feel like, you know, if I can practice and get good, as they say, and then, you know, hit the battlefield, um, with some, uh, confidence, you know, that's, that's good. But like, yeah, it just means that, you know, you can sort of play at your own pace and, you know, and not have that huge death ratio. Yeah. That's a, that, sorry, you got Nathan. I was going to say that's something I think the community's been wishing for for a really long time because if you've if you've played any of the Battlefield games in the first month and you've got all these new players, everyone wants to everyone wants to fly a vehicle and you just fly it straight back into the ground and you've got a squad of three people in there with you and they bloody rage. So this might be a good way to learn the ropes. I'm I'm really yeah. excited by that. Yeah, yeah I I agree. I, I think it's a a great oh, the the planes can get in the bin. I just I, I can't. <laughs> But then I always always no, get demolished by someone that's at the top of the le- the leaderboard. It's like sixty two kills to one death. Anyway, um, Battlefield can have like outside of that that first month and a bit, it can have a pretty steep learning curve. Um, and the the players that are good at it are insanely good know, at the game. Unfair. And yeah, and it can be it can be really daunting. Like if you go into that as a fresh player, like six months after the game's launched, you're just gonna have. There's a good chance you'll just have a shit time. Like you'll get lasered by a tank from across the map, or you'll just get sniped in an open field. So having the option to play with bots and kind of get accustomed to maps and get a feel for the weapons and classes and the the differences with this this new game is awesome. I think that's a, a great addition. Hmm. Agreed. All right. We'll power through some of the other quick info just so I can get your thoughts on it. All right, so there are three... So this is what's sort of replacing the story. There's three uh, multiplayer experiences, which is All Out Warfare, uh, which is the one that I got to see most of, uh, and it'll include um, modes like Conquest and Breakthrough, um, and they've got massive, massive maps. or, you know, sorry, different different maps have different sizes, but there are some that are just fucking huge. So the way, um, I can't remember exactly how, but there's like different sectors within like a map and you have to take control of a sector to, to, to take control of a, like a part of a map kind of thing. Or, um, I don't know if that sort of makes sense. This is in Conquest, I think. Uh, I'm trying to remember. So where we would traditionally need to get control points. Yeah. Did we still have control points? Sort of, but I think they're like they're more sectors now. So you got to take control of a whole sector kind of thing, um, right? So that kind of alleviates the. So you won't have like twenty different control points. Instead, you'll like like they're they're divvied up into sectors. Is that what I'm gathering? That's what I'm thinking. Sort of. So I'm just trying to scroll through the the notes I've got here because I haven't finished all the all the content I've written. So I haven't gone back through and sort of looked at it but yeah so he uh they they talked about sectors sort of uh being how it will play but the cool thing about the maps being so big is that you know you can have like 
it's essentially multiple battles within you know one map kind of thing which is probably how it's sort of been before but this is on like a bigger scale so um one of the maps is that was probably shown off is set in qatar and on one side of the map is like this neon welded up city kind of thing and then on the other side of the map is like this um stadium which is like being like swallowed by a whole bunch of sand so like you know only like the top of the the stadium sort of you know hanging out of the ground kind of thing and there's multiple you know there's like a big battle going on like you know in the city and then there's one out here on like the outskirts in this sort of right. sand so the um, the idea of instead of everyone trying to take over like all the control points in the map they're all you might have like 20 people vying for one correct group of yeah. control points yeah and then 20 sure. people somewhere else doing another group of control yeah. points like I, I, i've that, probably explained that, that pretty poorly but um but there was i mean there was a lot of information to like take in um but it looks like it looks crazy um and i i reckon battlefield fans are gonna love it gonna froth it. all right so the maps uh let me scroll down to my notes on the maps so we have let me just quickly go over do you guys have any comments or anything first I'm curious to know, do we, by the time listeners are checking this out, has there been any word on perhaps a beta date? So I can give you information on that. Let me just, let me, let's park that question quickly. (laughs) Uh, Any other questions I can answer? Okay, I've just got to make note of something here. Okay, okay, because uh, basically some information has changed from when I watched it to, to now, so I didn't want to give you the wrong um, information. Okay, so the maps are, there's a map called Kaleidoscope, which is set in South Korea. Um, I won't I won't run through them all, but there's, um, like as in like all the details, uh, one's called Manifest, which is set in uh, Singapore, one called Orbital, which is set in French Guiana, uh, Discarder, which is set in India. Um, another one called Borderline, which is set in uh, in Egypt. Uh, Hourglass, which is set in Qatar. And then the other one uh, is called Irreversible, um, which is set in uh, Antarctica. So basically, we got we got we got shown um, mostly the Qatar map, um, but yeah, how does those locations sound? Diverse, I like it. Yeah, yep, keen as been. One of those might be incorrect. I hope not. Just based on, I'm just trying to make sure I get all the right info, but yeah. Um, the name, one of the names might have uh, changed, changed there. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much, I, we won't go on about it much more because we've sort of gone on for a while. But the beta date, to answer that question. So there will be a open beta um, pre-launch um, and you'll, if you pre-order it, you'll get early access to the open beta. There is no date for that though. Uh, there is a, um, a technical play test happening in early july um unfortunately no one from australia will be will be part of it just us and europe uh will be Ooh. invited 
um, but that's all under NDA, so I don't think you'll hear anything about that. Um, I believe I can tell you this, but gameplay will be shown off um, next week. Uh, I've seen Sweet. gameplay, but I can't talk about it just yet. Um, the other mode they just uh, they talked about was has uh, sorry that the experience uh, was hazard zone, but yeah, we'll um we'll wrap we'll wrap Battlefield up there because I'm sure we'll talk about it over the coming weeks as more more um stuff is shown off um and maybe I'll be yeah they they shoot hopefully at at this if you're listening now there'll be a bunch of content on the on on the site. But let's move on. So, unless anyone's got any other questions, nah, just just keen to to get my eyes on it now. Very very keen. Mm. In the meantime, yeah. I'll keep playing Battlefield Five and you gonna, being shit at you gonna, it. You gonna play with me? Oh uh, look, be- I'll I'll take I'll 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 take that burden. I'll I'll carry you. <laughs> Squad up. I say that. I say that. I'm shit at the game too, mate. So we'll we'll be shit together. <clears throat> Actually, I do have to do one more quick thing. I can um, I can tell you. I asked uh, Danny B. Good if friend. They of the thought show. about if they considered uh, doing a map in Australia, and he kind of he froze. <laughs> he froze. Like like uh, the the call froze, or he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, he maybe he uh, put on. Uh, the fact that the call was frozen, but no, no, he just basically, again, he danced around the question and didn't really give me an answer. So I'm hoping, wondering, maybe there's a chance that we might get an Aussie map later in the future. Cause he did say that, it, you know, this is a, a global fight. So it'll be uh, keen to see whether, whether that eventuates, but all right, let's go on to the, probably the bigger topic um, than, than uh, battlefield 2042. And that's ratchet and clank rift apart controversial reviews whoa that is brand new information whoa so nathan you reviewed ratchet and clank rift apart i wish (laughs) i fucking wish (laughs) no so kieran you've uh you reviewed ratchet and clank for press start shout outs to them uh the review will be up now Uh, and adam you reviewed it for well played I so, rocks is a paper. Whatever you want to do, who wants to take it away? Maybe you, because you did it well played. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'll give us, I'll give us a little. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll knock the trader out of the way, and then I'll, I'll give us a little, little intro. Uh, so yes, I've been playing Rift Apart. For anyone who isn't familiar, I'm sure most of you will be, but it's uh, the first new Ratchet and Clank game. I want to say since. Ooh, Q-Force, maybe? Like the the first new original game. We had the, the 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you are right. Um, yeah, the remake was in, in 2016. Um, and I say in my review that that did a lot of good things, but it more, more the, the most important thing was that it promised that Ratchet & Clank was back in our good graces in a, in a pretty big way. Um, and Rift Apart is the realization of that promise in the biggest way possible. The game is absolutely unbelievable. Um, but yeah, it's a, an action platformer that has a very 
strong focus on creative weaponry, especially with one of the one of the, the previous games being called Up Your Arsenal. Probably gives you a good indication of the uh, the tone of the game as well. It's it's pretty pretty cheeky in in a lot of great ways. Uh, but it kicks off with shenanigans, of course, with Doctor Nefarious, which is the the duo's main main villain, getting his hands on the Dimensionator, which is a MacGuffin, more or less, a weapon that opens up rifts to to different dimensions. He's got this great plan that he's gonna go to a dimension where he always wins, which I mean makes makes sense. It's not a bad plan. Uh, unfortunately for him, that dimension also has a Lombax in it, similar to Ratchet, named Rivet, and she is the best thing that's ever happened. I love Rivet and would die for her. She's fantastic. Uh, she's the new protagonist of the game that you play as well alongside Ratchet. Uh, you switch back and forth between them over the course of the, uh, about 12-ish hour story, would you say, Kieran? Thereabouts? Yeah. Yeah, around that. Um, So yeah, you'll be, and throughout the that the course of those twelve-ish hours, you'll be making your way from different colourful worlds that act as like the the levels uh, in search of MacGuffins and point of interests, and to to meet up with characters to try to foil nefarious plans. Um, So I also reviewed Returnal and absolutely loved the pants off that game. But for my money, this is the PS5's first really big system seller. Like this game will definitely appeal to a wider audience than Returnal. Returnal is a very specific game for a pretty specific audience. I just was lucky enough to to be a part of that audience. But uh, yeah, this game is going to appeal to a lot of people. And I think the, the best thing about it is that it doesn't really lock out anyone. Like if you're a long a long-standing fan of the franchise. There's heaps and heaps and heaps of references to the the previous games, but it stands on its own two feet. Uh, and it's, it's a, a standalone story that you'll understand as well. Uh, but kind of getting into the, the main crux of things, the weapons and the, the characters and whatnot, the, the, the amount of weapons and the, the creativity that comes with them is actually staggering. I think there's, there's close to, there's over a dozen different weapons that you can use at any given time. There's, and they, they all just, yeah, that it's, it's unbelievable. And they're all just on, on you at once. You've got the, you know, that, that great mystical backpack that never, never gets full. Uh, so you can just switch between all of these. You end up with three separate weapon wheels that you flick through, which is a little, <laughs> a little bit daunting, but luckily it, mm. it freezes time when you bring that up. So you kind of have the time to, search through and go, hmm, how do I want to to get rid of this goon for less uh, crocodile man that talks like a dude, bro? Uh, and it's definitely by freezing him and then blasting him off a platform, which you can do, and so many more things. But the weapons are the weapons are so good. They're characters in themselves. You've got like your, your quad barrel uh, scatter gun. You've got kind of your, your standard gauntlet that throws bombs, but then you've also got the topiary sprinkler, which uh, you throw on the ground and it acts as a sprinkler, but it turns enemies into like hedge statues when it hits them. So it stuns them for a little while and you can do what you wish with them. Uh, for my money, the best weapon is the ricochet, which shoots a little ball that hovers over the enemy's head. And as you hit the trigger, it 
hits them continuously and makes pinball noises as, as it does. Uh, and it, you know, different multicolored lights shooting off and everything. It's just, ah, the guns are so fun to use. And I don't think there's one that I used that I didn't like. There were ones that I liked more than others, but I don't think there was a standout one that I just never touched. Um, and so yeah, the, the variation that you see with the weapons is awesome. And it's the same, same goes for the, the levels as well. Like there's a huge variety in what you'll see and what you'll do. Uh, you'll kick to different planets. Some planets you'll play as Rivet, some you'll play as Ratchet, but you'll be, you'll be visiting like kind of backwater planets, pirate coves, scientific, uh, facilities. There, there's one, uh, that I've talked to, to Kieran about that we both really enjoyed that kind of injected a bit of a, a horror theme to it, uh, that kind of felt like ratchet slash alien isolation, which will sound completely ballistic to anyone who's played ratchet and clank. And you'll be like, yeah, get off it. There's no chance, but it's, I, yeah, I can't explain how fun and full of energy all of the, the levels are. They're just, yeah, yeah, they're in, they're incredible, and it also helps that the game looks and runs like an absolute dream. Like I think genuinely, it is the best looking console game I've ever played. It's it's unreal. At um at time of launch, there's three different modes you can play in. There's similar to um because it's made by Insomniac, similar to Spider Man Miles Morales. There's fidelity, so you're playing in. 4k and you've got ray tracing pumping in the background you've got performance which gives you 60 frames uh, but you don't have ray tracing on and then there's performance rt which kind of is the the best of both worlds you mean the middle um for the most part i just played infidelity because i just couldn't get over the the ray tracing and the the particle effects that that came with all of the 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 higher resolution it just being able to see like the light shine off Clank's head as a, as a blast from an enemy went past was just ridiculous and zooming in really far. Cause it has a great photo mode as well that I spent just way, way too long using. Like it is the amount of detail in this game is actually staggering. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, and then on the performance side of things, because of course it's called rift apart and you can, go between worlds uh, pretty freely in certain parts and you can use rift tethers to to throw yourself across the map. There's just close to no loading. I think the the craziest realization of that for me was there are little rift uh, portals that will take you to little challenge rooms that are kind of more focused on platforms. Um, and you kind of expect, because it's a video game, that it'll have some flash effect or something to kind of mask loading. It's it's as simple as if I got up and walked through the door that's behind me. There's it, it's, it's just that you just walk in, walk out, you can dodge between them. There's no loading. And it's, it actually baffled me. Like I had to call key into the room. I was like, Hey, 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 check this out. And she rolled her eyes and left the room, but that's kind of beside the point. Um, and the, the way they use the SSD is insane. Like I had to time, from hitting resume on the main menu to actually being back into the game was 2.6 seconds. So I don't even have time to, to like check a message on my phone. It's, it's blisteringly fast. And I, I don't, I don't know my, my social life is going to go down the drain if, if games continue to do this, because I'm not going to be able to reply to people and people are going to think that I'm being a jerk and avoiding them. Zach, I will actually be avoiding you, but 
everyone else. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, the game is super charming in, in every way, whether that be Ratchet, Clank, Rivet, and all of the other main characters, or like I said, the, the, the goons you fight, whether they be robots or the goon for hire alligator men, they're all insanely like Pixar level charming. Uh, and I say in my review that I feel bad killing them because they're also so cute and endearing, but the weapons are too fun to not use against them. So it's kind of a, a win loss, but yeah, the game is absolutely fantastic. And I think regardless of age and whether you've played the games before, you will have an absolute blast with it. And I couldn't recommend it more. Whew. That's, uh, there you go. I, I just talked straight for, for I, I, it, it's tomorrow. It's the, the sun has just come up. Um, that. Nice one. All right. So Kieran, what's your, hello. Rebuttal? Wake up, Kieran. Kieran, What's wake that? up. So, because you, you did a bunch of the preview stuff for World Played and you were obviously super keen for it. How did it, mm. um, how did the overall product live up to your uh, expectations and hopes and dreams and whatnots? I mean, everything Adam said pretty much just nailed it on the head, I think. I wasn't um, listening. Can you just repeat that for me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't either. Uh, no, it's, um, yeah, no, it, uh, it's 100% lived up to what i wanted it to be um i the my review over on press start is equally glowing um it's interesting in that uh, it took me it took me a while to formulate a score because it is kind of it's a very traditional ratchet and clank game like it doesn't do anything that i would consider groundbreaking in you know narrative or, or gameplay or anything like that compared to maybe like other PlayStation AAA titles. Um, but it also doesn't need to. It sets out to do the one thing that, you know, the series is known for and it does it absolutely, like in every aspect and then some. Um, there's just so much detail and thought put into every single facet of the game, whether it's, you know, the gameplay itself or the weapons or the visuals, the fucking textures are amazing you can zoom right into a bolt in a plank on the ground and it's the you know greater detail than anything that came out on the ps1 in its entirety um it's it's just and like the audio is incredible like the 3d audio is just amazing the music is amazing the writing is impeccable like the timing is great the humor is great they just you know they the whole conceit of it being like an alternate dimension thing gives them this opportunity to explore existing characters for existing players and new characters for new players at the same time by having them intersect. And you, you know, you learn about these new characters and the, the new characters are learning about the old ones. So, you know, you're either having your old favorites fleshed out for you or you're learning about them for the first time, but it's all kind of happening concurrently. And it's, I think that's probably one of the most impressive things for me. So even though it's a fairly stock standard story, it doesn't, you know, do anything you wouldn't see in like a family DreamWorks film. It's, you know, it's very, 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 very smart. Um, and yeah, it's just like I've, it partially it's because my PlayStation exploded and I had to, you know, my hard drive got wiped, but I've played through the game four times since I got it. <laughs> so <laughs> like I just keep uh, coming back to it. So um, yeah, just quickly, 
I did hear you, you, you said it's about 12 hours. Yeah. It's, so it's give or take, yeah. yeah. I'd say like, yeah, 12 to 15 if you were doing everything and faffing about and exploring and all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Then chuck another 10 hours on top for, for photo mode, I reckon. <laughs> um, and you get the challenge mode, at, uh, like the new game plus as well, where you can kind of upgrade your weapons further and mm. enemies get harder and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just all, like all of that stuff and the accessibility options as well, being a yeah first party PlayStation game, they've gone above and beyond there. Um, and yeah, everything with the loading is, is wild. The, I think the, like the, one of the coolest things that they do with the SSD is the cinematic wipes in cutscenes where you get like one, one scene, like wipe into another, but it's like a whole nother level that you're looking at. It's not just like another part of that scene. Um, stuff like that, just like little things that they've, you know, gone, oh, well, we've got this technology, like let's yeah. up our game, you know, in, in new and exciting ways. It, um, it, it blew me away with uh, when they first revealed it and they kind of had that, that opening scene with Nefarious and all of the, uh, all of the riffs opening and Ratchet going mm. through the different dimensions. The, the loading that they showed of him kind of flying through that empty, that empty space between dimensions was actually longer in that original trailer than it is yeah. in the game. Like it's significantly as well. I reckon it's probably halved and mm. it caught me off guard. Cause I was like, yeah, I've seen this before. And I was like, holy shit. It is actually so much faster and smoother in the actual yeah. product, which is so backwards for, for, for this medium. Yeah. Usually it's completely the opposite way. So it's yeah. incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's wild. They've done a lot actually, since I think in the original trailer as well, they had ratchet was like a lot shinier. Because they obviously yeah. wanted to show off the ray tracing and stuff, but they, you know, again, like they were smart and they went, you know, we wanted to have more of a brushed look. We'll, you know, make it look a bit more like that. We'll still have ray tracing, so you'll still be able to see, but it's a little bit more, yeah, uh, realistic. Um, the fucking thousands of bolts that drop on the ground when you smash crates and enemies all have ray tracing. You can zoom in in photo mode and you can see the reflection of the level in them. It's just yeah, wild. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I remember like in the in the PS2 games, all those bolts were like 2D sprites. Yeah. Gone from 2D yep. sprites to being like fully 3D modeled objects that reflect the environment around them. Like that's like that's evolution right there. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely Same crazy. Levolution again? Or Yes, Levolution. <laughs> so um, a tornado uh, rips through and takes out the, the sniper <laughs> that Ratchet's been pinned down uh, by. Of uh mate, is this sniper ghost ratchet warrior or something? Um <laughs> So I've played a little bit of this and mm -hmm. i'm gonna put my hand up and say this is my first ratchet game i've ever played so welcome friend in saying that what how do i what's the best way uh is this a game that new people that new uh, players can just jump straight into because i'll be honest i was i had no fucking clue what was going on in the story I mean, I think for outside the most... of like the basics, you know, like, like it was, I mean, it was pretty easy to figure out like, you know, the baseline level of what was going on, but you know. Well, yeah, kind of like, um, I feel like the intro is super smart because, uh, it basically presents you a tutorial in the form of, you know, obviously you would have played it like it's all parade floats and stuff, mm. celebrating Ratchet and Clank's previous victories. So it like takes you through a parade of their previous adventures and you know shows you the skills that they used so you can learn them 
you know, for the first time if necessary. Um, but I feel like that's all you really need to know at that stage yeah. to kind of get the gist of the game is that they, you know, they're a pair of heroes. They've done a bunch of cool shit and they've been being celebrated for it. And then that's pretty much where like the new adventure starts. So, yeah. So and then nefarious is from other games. I'm going to, yeah, he's a returning bad guy. Yep. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cause that was the kind of thing where I was like, I don't know. Do I really hate this guy? Is he like, it sounds like he's been here before, you know, or then yeah. that tussle. Well, yeah. Without before. spoiling anything, yeah. you'll kind of, you'll, yeah. you'll grow, you'll grow around him, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. his character will kind of sort itself out. Cool. Um, I'd say from a distance, it's not really my kind of game. Um, not sort of the stuff that I'm usually into, but I'm having fun with it. Um, and everything that you've said about how it looks and runs is true. Like it looks, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Because um, I'm playing it with Anna, um, and she's uh, she's a bit like Karen Karen Stockton. Shout out. She uh, yeah, you can't spell Anna without triple A. So she just <laughs> mate. Anytime it's like a bloody, it's a she goes. Is this game B grade? Like, like any, anything that I like that I anything play. That you play. She, she's like, oh, it's B grade, isn't it? She like, should know the answer to that before she asks it. When talking to you in fairness, because um, I was trying to show her what's what's the game I reviewed recently or played something. I don't know. She was like, oh, Bayern, um, and she was like, oh, no, that's too B grade. <laughs> she's got um, standards, mate. <laughs> Watch out. Um, so yeah, so but she was she she was like these graphics are amazing. Like this is this yeah. looks incredible, and like just like the detail in the city with, like you look up and there's all this shit like going on. There's fucking cars flying about, and yeah, it's super well done. I do have a question for you, and this is sort of going to tie into to the news a bit later on. But we're going to talk about God of War being delayed and coming to PS4, which we'll discuss later. Do, uh. Do you think Ratchet and Clank, and let's put aside the fact that the technical reasons for why it's on only on PS Five, but which game, in in your opinion, is better suited to being a PS Five exclusive? Do you think like the new God of War, for example, or Ratchet and Clank? Because I feel like Ratchet and Clank being a PS like, and this is coming coming from someone who has no history with this series, like. I feel like that would be that's a good game to have on the PS5 because a lot of people are in lockdown, you know, kids are at home kind of thing like that, mm. you know, all that sort of stuff. So it makes sense to have t- to me like Ratchet and you know available on the PS4, but I get why they couldn't because of, you know, all the technical um, and hardware reasons, but from a just a base level question, uh, are, are you surprised that they didn't try and make it work on the PS4 in some form? It's um, it's interesting because that's one of the things that like Adam and I were discussing prior. Um, a lot of that stuff that they do that isn't possible on the PS4, like the the rifts and stuff, don't actually show up as much as you'd think in gameplay. Right. Aside from like the pocket dimensions and like the rifts that you can tether around in levels, like those moments where you're like jumping through different portal like different rifts into whole different levels and stuff typically they happen in set pieces um like boss battles and things like that so 
I don't think like if they released if they had have made a cross generation game and didn't have that stuff, I don't think you would have ended up with something like radically different. Um, okay. But I think that Ratchet and Clank is a good title to maybe take that risk on. Okay. I think that's probably why they chose it, you know, versus something that's going to have the like the crowd drawing power of God of War or Horizon. Mm. Not that I think there's less value in Ratchet and Clank, but you know, it's it's definitely not there like headlining, you know, PlayStation franchises that like Uncharted and Last of Us and stuff are. So yeah, I can, I can see why they would do that. Why they would go, you know what? Let's make this one the showpiece early on for the console to you know prove to everyone what it can do, prove to everyone what a PS5 exclusive is capable of. Um, and you know the other stuff we'll we'll do our best to spread it out so everyone gets a chance to play it. Mm. I mean, I also, like, sorry, you go, Zach. No, you go first. I'll 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 come in for the, the sloppy seconds after. Love that. Uh, I also think, like like we've been saying, Ratchet is a game that, regardless of if you're a fan or you're new to it, you can kind of jump back into. Ragnarok, I feel, is going to be less like that. Like it is, it's a, a very mm single player narrative based game. Um, and a lot of the the people that have played it on PS4 at the, the time it comes out likely are still only going to have a PS4. Um, so I think it's, even though I do wish that it was exclusively PS5, so they kind of have a uh, free, free arrange to, to, to kind of explore that hardware. It, it does make sense to keep it on the PS4 as well if you if you want to have that larger audience come back to the sequel mm. so I, I i do get it from that yeah that standpoint that's so yeah that, totally totally because like ratchet and like rift apart is the start of something whereas yes you know horizon yeah, and God of War are continuations yeah yeah for sure so yeah i, I guess the point or, or the thinking that i had was that um i don't want god of war to be not don't want it but I'd be curious to see how much God of War is held back by PS4 mm. hardware if what you're saying about um, or what you said and we know about Ratchet and Clank being, you know, uh, PS4 can't do this, so that's why it's not on here. So I'd be curious and keen to know what they've had to cut or adjust in the sequel. And I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like more people are going to be uh, interested in God of War than Ratchet and Clank. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. So, if you're going to have a system seller, why not make it one of your biggest titles, kind of thing? But then also comes on the other side that no one can really buy a fucking PS5 at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, I, I I'll be interested to see because obviously there will be differences between the PS4 and PS5 versions of Ragnarok or whatever it ends up being called. Ragnarok is likely. Um, well, I think that was they might. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know that like rift apart, you'd have to fundamentally change parts of the game. If you were to, to put it on PS4, I just don't know whether if it was but, specifically on PS5, whether they'd be making those massive fundamental changes or it, you know, but we the, know that obviously you get the... We only know that because they've said that. Like, we don't know what, what they've had to scale back. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. I'd just be... I'd be curious to, to see, 
whether they did, you know, have reins off and they said, you know, use just this hardware developed just for PS5, if they would push the envelope and introduce a whole bunch of new mechanics that they wouldn't be able to if they were mm. developing for PS4, or it would just be that it definitely, like, obviously it'll run better on PS5, um, both with resolution and frame rate and whatnot, or if they would, you know, chuck tethers into, chuck dimension hopping into God of War. Fuck it, we'll get Maybe. it into all of the different series. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd just be Maybe curious to see what differences they the would make. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing, like, um, it's hard to it's hard to kind of imagine what they would do. Like, it's, mm. you know, you can't, it's, it's hard to sort of come off the top of your head and think, oh, well, they could do this, because there's, you know, there's like there's no load times in. Well, there is kind of, but there's very few load times in the original game anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, you imagine exactly. That those those few that are there would be mitigated more, but like it wouldn't matter if it was a bit longer on one console than the other. Um, and obviously, like dual sense features and stuff, you know, without them it'll feel different, but it won't be fundamentally different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I think that's like it's, it's it's yeah, it's hard to say whether. A, a game exclusive to the PS, like a God of War game exclusive to the PS5, would be, you know, better, because it's hard to imagine what it would would actually be different. But it's not yeah. so much that. I think it's also the the commercial and, and like the business side of it. But you know, let's just say that you could get PS5s. Like, how many people are going to be like, oh, I don't need to buy a PS5 because I've I can play it on PS4. So, well, yeah, that's that's you know, if PS5s are in good supply, that would be a very good argument. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But that's but you know we we don't know when that's going to come out. So God of War could come out in a year's time, and PS fives are sitting on the shelves getting dust. Probably mm. not. But um, but yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on. But before we do, let's get, let's give us a give us a score. Even though everyone who is listening has already read the review. <laughs> thanks for the click. Um, uh, a big tasty nine point five. There were very few things that I um I had issue with. Pretty well what what KV was saying the I'd like to see more, more rifting, more dimension hopping. Um, and there are just a, a, a few sequences, few and far between that were a little more open that kind of felt a little bit disjointed and kind of slowed down the, the otherwise incredible pace. Um, but yeah, it's there. There's such minor gripes. So 9.5 is where it landed. Nice. KV, what'd you, uh, what'd you go with? Oh, well, not to sound like I'm not doing my own homework, but nine and a half for me as well. <laughs> Sounds like you copied Adam. For, uh, all the same reasons. Adam, I, Adam and I basically, we just we just top and tail, and I'm on the website writing for Press Start, and he's on the website writing for Well Played. <laughs> <laughs> it's Love a that. beautiful scene. It really is. It'd bring a tear to your eye. All right. It's a massive week. If everyone wants to go uh, grab a drink, do a wee. Go for a run. Nah, mate, I am, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Um, let's do it. Let's swig some hot sauce and get straight into the spicy stuff. <laughs> e three predictions. Now, hands up. Virtual mouth hands up. Can you do mouth hands up? I don't know. <laughs> but um, who has did any homework on their predictions? That'd be me. Yes, this yeah. is my virtual hand going up. You, you love uh, a good. You love a good uh, a good research sesh, don't you? I absolutely do, especially when it comes to, to bullshit predictions, because I like no, to good. I like to paint a picture. 
Uh, for those Good. for those listening as well, the only digital hand that didn't go up would be Mr. Zach Jackson's. Uh, Nathan gave us a little shaky one. A non-committal. Uh, you I didn't lied. even make an attempt to get that the digits in the air, though, mate. Uh, Come on. Nah. Nah. <laughs> well, okay. That's. I reckon it's. I'm at twenty percent capacity of uh, <laughs> of uh, research here, and you can tell in some of the uh, the battlefield information I've given you is. <laughs> I put my hand uh, up thinking that you were just asking if we actually prepared anything at all. And that's what I did, but I didn't do any research. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, prepared. I, 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 I've, I've looked at who's there. I've thought about it, but uh, I haven't I gone. Haven't, no. I haven't, you know, gone deep, uh, as they say. But I just literally to, am going to throw darts on a dartboard. Just to jump back very, very quickly. Uh, I've been through, I've been through the archives, listened to the recordings, spoken <laughs> oh, no. to the people. And... Twisters and tornadoes are not exclusive to certain maps in Battlefield 2042. So, right. I'm just gonna, you know, correct that one there. Um, so there we go. All right, E3. So it kicks off. Uh, when does it kick off? It kicks off the 11th. Yeah. So it's sort of a. Sure. It's a bit of a hybrid yeah. here with um, summer with Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. And uh, E3 sort of joining forces together, but I don't know if they're actually in cahoots or not. Um, we had the Guerrilla Collective, part one of that. Uh, Nathan, good sir, you've written up a, a rap of that, um, of oh, the part one. Perform it. Oh, yeah, it's on. like, Wait, it's like two a poker rap, but different. Nathan has actually been playing Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden. Gooden? Garden Gaiden. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> you've got uh, you've got ninety seconds to tell us what you think of Ninja Gaiden. Thirty seconds per title. Well, I mean, we, so I've been playing it on the Switch because back in February when it was announced that the Master Collection was coming, it was announced in one of the Nintendo Direct live streams. So I thought that was a great little uh, platform to put these titles on because they're older titles now. Uh, I think one, the first one came out um, like 2004, but we've got the Sigma version of that, which came out on the PS3. It's actually more like the Sigma Plus version, which we got on the Vita, as well as the second game. So that's more of the Sigma Plus version as well. For whatever reason, I haven't mentioned the Plus. The Plus only really adds in a, a difficulty modifier and some costumes. And then we've got the third game. And I only really started playing the third game this weekend, which is... I, just for context, I've only ever played the first game. I played the original on the Xbox. I played the Black. I played the Gaiden, uh, the Sigma rather. Loved them. Never finished them. Didn't play the second or the third. So I've had to play the second for the first time. Loved it. Third for the first time. Hated it. Uh, I think these <laughs> are probably not... If you, if you can get these on platforms that aren't Switch, do so. Uh, they are constrained to a 720p resolution on the handheld. It's The first game runs fine. The second game suffers a little bit in the dynamic resolution so it gets a bit grainy because they are trying to push for that 60 frames for whatever reason it's a little bit of an odd choice um it doesn't really achieve it much in the second game it's not too bad on the tv the third game just falls apart uh graphically it looks worse than the first game looks worse than the second game uh it doesn't play with any of the challenge uh, it's it's far too challenging so it's gone way the opposite direction so the first two games challenging third game absolute bullshit challenge uh, a lot of qtes that they've thrown in for whatever reason we've got xp Shout systems out. a lot of bullshit so yeah watch out for the review should be up when you're listening is that 90 seconds love it good love it 
that's yeah. You know, well, well, that's good enough. Good. Uh, nice work. All right, E three. So yeah, uh, Nathan's done uh, a wrap up of uh, the first part of Gilla, 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 Gilla here. Gorilla Collect, Gorilla Gooden. Oh, wow, <laughs> I'm starting to lose it. Gorilla Collective. Uh, there, you can go watch, read that even on on the uh, the website. Unless the internet's down still. All right, then we got the Battlefield reveal, which we've already spoken about. Then yeah, Jeff Keighley's kicking uh, summer off with his Games Fest. Um, he's promising a shitload of game announcements. I think I don't know if it's just if it's in this um, presentation exactly, but over um, you know the duration of the Summer Games Fest, he, he's promising a bunch of new announcements. I want to say I read a number thirty, but look, you know, I could be pulling that from anywhere. So it was like yeah, between twenty and thirty. I think he said was it okay? Cool. Yeah, cool. Very nice. Then we've got uh, on June twelve, we've got the cock. Primetime event, Kosh Media, <laughs> primetime event, um, which we won't talk about because I've already seen it. Um, I saw it last week. Uh, if it is the, the same thing, hopefully it is. Otherwise, I'd, I'd look like a right dickhead there. Um, but basically, they're announcing a new label uh, called prime matter uh it's just a new publishing sort of uh division that they've got and they just showed off maybe a dozen or so uh new titles um a lot of indie looking stuff um gave a little bit of info on payday 3 but yeah most of the uh most of the stuff was all sort of indie so you can check there should be a wrap-up of that on the website as well if i can if i got my ass in the gear all right then on june 13 this is when the real good stuff happens. So June 13, if you're listening, is in two days' time on Sunday. Uh, part two of the Gorilla Collective is at 1 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time and so on for other time zones. Um, Nathan, are you going to check that out? Well, I think I will, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed with the first one. I thought maybe there might be a little, a little you know, more known thing things announced but um chernobyl yeah. light got a really nice showing i was really impressed it by its uh, story trailer and my pick of the show is probably a little title that we saw called el paso elsewhere it's a sort of a cultish Ooh, max yeah. pain that that just looked absolutely rad but yeah it, it was a bit of a mixed bag uh <laughs> Just nothing. Nothing's happening. Um, apart from a massive fuck up by me, but that's all right. We love that. We love that here at World Play. We love fucking things up. Um, Jordan will fix that. So if you're here in crickets about two minutes ago, then don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> then uh, on June 13, we have Ubisoft Forward. So this is one of the ones that we'll talk probably a bit about. Uh, I haven't read anything that they've spoken about uh, this uh, we will touch on it a little bit later. Maybe even we'll talk about it now. But uh, Resident, e- oh, Resident Evil, what the fuck, Rainbow Six um, Quarantine is now renamed Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, and they're going to be showing that off at Ubisoft Forward. All right, what are you hoping to see at Old Uncle Ubi's Forward showing? I'll tell you what we're going to see. Tell me, we're going to see an Assassin's Creed. Knights of the Round setting 
with a smaller map and more cinematic gameplay. Nice. Jesus, swinging I literally for the just, fences. Yeah. Holy shit. I like it. I literally just wrote like six dot points of the most like left of field things I could think of for every publisher. <laughs> and that's my Ubisoft one. So there you go. Is it left of field? I love that. Well. It seems to be. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. You, there's, n- there's no chance it'll happen, but I fucking want it to. <laughs> Do we see the new Assassin's Creed game? Whichever one they're working on. That one. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I think they're nah, they're more not. likely to do the same thing with Valhalla and have their own little event. Probably not the same boss logic bullshit that they did uh, yeah. for, for Valhalla. I don't think we're gonna have. I don't think we're gonna see another Assassin's Creed for like a year. Yeah, I think there'll be a a bit of a longer time between drinks this time around. You would think they're gonna announce something though. I'm hoping it's Splinter Cell. I said it last week. Oh mate, but, uh, it's they... not Splinter Cell. Oh okay. Well, turns out I got no idea. Tell us what fuck, it is, Adam. Fuck you, Splinter Cell. <laughs> uh, I've got two predictions for, for Ubi. Uh, first off, Riders Republic is going to open Ubisoft forward. It's coming out in August. There you go. I looked into my crystal bowl. It's sooner than we thought. Uh, secondly, though, I've, I've bookended the Ubisoft forward because um, apparently I wrote up their script for them. And I also know what is closing off the show. Boys, sit back. Close your eyes if you wish. Let me just take you on a little ride. Zach, maybe have a, a sip on that that wine, mate. Get comfortable. Gone, mate. Light some light some candles if you like. Get into the get into the spirit of E3. So Ubisoft event is closing and the screen goes black. But we get a familiar sounding orchestral piece beginning to swell in the background. So if you're looking away, your eyes have darted back towards the live stream. All of a sudden we have a glint of metal descending from the top of the screen. It's immediately recognizable. It's the pommel from Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Darkness again. We have another fra- flash of light, briefly illuminating the hilt. But this time... Sam Fisher it's the, shooting Kylo Ren. It's, it's the... Sh- it, nope, nope, no, no. It's the shaft of Luke Skywalker's signature weapon. Sorry? Oh. Black. <laughs> Thank you. Black again. Black again. <laughs> Fuck off. The next time it flashes, we see the top of Ahsoka Tano's Shoto saber black again. This time when the, the light comes back, Padme's vagina. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You've gone and ruined the whole thing with, with one sentence, you monster. All right. All right. All right. Getting back on track. The light comes back. There's another lightsaber in its place. You don't recognize this one. It's regal looking. There's, Ornate gold through it. Galahad. The we- the weapon... Fuck off, Zach. The weapon ignites, and it's got an amber blade. Half a second later, small arms drop from either side of the lightsaber, and they T-Rex. ignite as well, giving it a, f- giving it a cross guard similar to that of a, of a knight's. Not Galahad, just an actual knight that doesn't suck ass. Uh, it fades to black again as the music hits its apex, and then there's nothing. The light comes back one final time, uncovering the title, uncovering the title of Ubisoft's previously announced open world story-driven Star Wars game, the title being Star Wars Age of the High Republic. (gasps) And there we have it. Wow. A prediction that was completely ruined by two fuckheads putting their two cents in. There's Nathan sitting there like a a respectful (laughs) lad, enjoying enjoying the scene that I'm setting. Yeah. 
Uh, but Nathan but no, have there's the balls to uh, interrupt predictions. He'll get there. Because <laughs> two thirds of your audience doesn't care about Star Wars. We're just like, I know. <laughs> I'm just glad that Jordan wasn't here to fucking call it Star Trek like the shithead that he is. Uh, but no, that's my uh, that's my that's my prediction. I think what they're working nice. on is an Age of the High Republic. That's that kind of been the focus for Star Wars from the past year for <laughs> with both um, books and comics. And I think that they're planning to do some more like. I don't think live action's planned at the moment, but they're doing uh, some some more animated shows and whatnot. So I think that's kind of the direction that they want to be to be pushing, because uh, the the sequel trilogy kind of died in the ass. So they probably want to instead of looking forward, look back. And the higher the higher republic set a couple hundred years before anything else we've seen. So that's what they're focusing on. That's what Ubisoft is working on in the Star Wars IP. There you go. I'm going to say working on. <laughs> if you say Luke Skywalker shaft, I'll digitally throw something at you. No, not Star Wars related. Okay. Uh I just sorry, I just want I just want all these sound bites for when I'm right in some weird <laughs> alternate universe so we can come back to them and be like, how the fuck, How the fuck did he know that Ubisoft would announce the crew too fast, too furious? <laughs> Stop. See I've got the crew three. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I reckon there's there's a good chance that they'll announce something for the crew whether it's a new a new mainline game or um, something I definitely think the crew 3 could be could actually be a thing Nathan what do you got for us the crew but like with the 3 instead of the E are we going to see oh. Beyond, Good, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 it's about That's time a... isn't it like they yeah. kind of left us dangling for a bit I I don't know I I don't actually believe in my heart that they're going to show us any more than they have done it's nah. it seems quite an ambitious title and i'm happy to let them just tantalize us and leave it dangling i mean it's not a prediction we already know that this is in the works but i reckon they're going to have a bit to show about this division heartland so um if you could make out my garbling last week you'd know that i'm back fresh into the division two I'm, I'm tickled to see some more division I, I wouldn't again it's not a game that i recommend to other people but it's 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 a junk food game like most ubisoft games so yep I, i'm hoping to see something interesting where that's concerned free to pay t- free free to play title i think i saw somewhere mm. don't know what that means don't don't know what any of it is it's it's odd they've got an interesting roadmap for the series with a Netflix film some years down the track too. They're talking that one up. I'd be so. keen to watch that. Yeah. I think, I think. I mean, they've obviously said that we'll see Extraction, uh, Rainbow Six. We'll, pro- we'll, we'll see a trailer see for Far the film. Cry. There we go. We'll see Far Cry 6. Nice Whoa. one. Um, and I don't know. What, I don't really know what else they've got going. Mario and Rabbids 2. Ooh. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Riders I'd- Republic will definitely get. I'd really like to see a new Ubi Art Rayman mm. game as well. Oh, God. Didn't if we they, could get a new Rayman, that would did be Did I see there fantastic. was like a trademark or something? They about renewed that. a trademark, which right, doesn't really okay. mean much because yeah. it was expiring. Mm. So they renewed it, which makes yeah. sense. I just started playing Legends this year. It is bloody magnificent. Oh, I'm blown fantastic. away. Easily one of my favorite yeah, games. Game's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on from. The oobs. Um, Gearbox is on June 13 as well, but that's, I don't know what they're going to do. 
They got that uh, Wonderlands, Borderlands Tiny Tina spinoff. Yeah. No. That's like an RPG, Lands. probably. Don't know. Never heard no. of it. Shout out to Gearbox. Um, then, the big dogs. Big Microsoft and Bethesda at 3 a.m. Australia standard time. Who's getting up? Who's staying up? I'm just going to, yep. I'm like, I'm probably going to get up. I think I'll just, I'll sleep at yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. It's a public holiday. Are you going to work? What? Oh, shit, is it? Yeah, June 14th is a public holiday. <sighs> well, I mean, I, yeah, it will be. Oh, spewing. Bummer. All right, what are we, this is probably going to be the biggest one because a few after this, there's not much after this, really. Um... What are we? What are we thinking here? In the Microsoft show? Yeah, I mean, do, do, do you want to talk Microsoft and then Bethesda, or do you want to just just give us all, uh, all all at once? Well, I think like the Microsoft one's relatively easy to predict, or at least take an educated guess, because there's just lots of stuff that they're still cooking that they haven't shown us in a long time. Uh, I.e., Halo Infinite. I reckon we'll get a date. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to get a date. Hellblade will get a date for Hellblade. Yeah. And probably a gameplay trailer. Um, no doubt we'll see Forza Motorsport 8. Um, no doubt we'll see... No doubt. Quince the fun. No doubt. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, I reckon we'll probably... Xbox has acquired Gwent Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we'll probably get cinematic teasers for Fable and Perfect Dark. Yeah. I don't think we'll get much more than that. No, I think Fable, no. Can't see it. No, you'll see Fable in some fashion. I don't know. Maybe like a... It's been a year since they like announced it. Like a sizzle reel or something. Yeah, so like, like I said, yeah. like teasers for, for both. Okay. Like, just well, like little little, uh, little flicks. Yeah. Little flick. Little flick of that, that uh, hype meter. Bean. But yeah. I honestly um I don't I don't know what else to expect like new announcement wise to be honest. All right, so what are we are we thinking turmeric? No, that, wait, isn't that the <laughs> that's a fucking spice? We, <laughs> like are they gonna tunic tunic? Sorry, is it tunic? Uh, yeah. yeah, well they'll do an indie reel for sure. They'll do an indie reel and they'll have that and a bunch of other stuff. Do you we'll see oh mate Dead Strike Drive again? Fuck that guy just he is the Biggest tease known to mankind. I don't think that game's ever coming out. I don't think it's even progressed since it's... All he does is make gifts. I know, right? <laughs> um, Shout-outs to Mike Blackney. Uh, Artful stop, Escape. Stop recording gifts and make your game. Um, yeah, that's it, mate. I can, yeah, and we should see more of the Artful Escape in, in, the, in that little... Uh, was it, uh, is it ID3 at Xbox or whatever they call it? Something like I think, I, yeah. I mean, I could... I could have could have made that up again. Um, no, I think I think Perfect Dark is. I hope they show gameplay or something Whoa. because nah, like, no chance. I mean, no, like I, they, it, it just, has been gestating for a while, so maybe. But you think about when they announced this initiative, you know, studio. Like, how long ago was that? Three, three years, mm. four years, maybe. 
Maybe not They've four. got to bake in that whole fourth A though, mate. You've got to give them a bit more time. Like they, I mean, like they clearly, um, yeah, they have obviously spent a fair bit of time figuring out what, like what they were going to make, but surely they've got something to show. It just, I don't know. And th- this is the thing I was talking about last week is I want to see tangible evidence that they're, that they're doing something because th- th- this has been their problem, games. They've, mm. they've got the services down pat, like Game Pass is easily the best service going around for, you know, games um, subscription. They've got, you know, smart delivery and they've got, um, what's the other feature that they've got? Uh, you know, like quick resume and stuff. You know, they've got a whole bunch of good, good features like that on the console itself, apart from their shitty UI. Um, but they've got like a lot of the good stuff there. But they they just don't have the games. And like mm. I said last week, give me a reason to want to play my Xbox because yeah, all I play people need something to look forward to. It's literally just a third party machine. Um, and you look at you know, I think I think we said this last week is you've you've both given uh, Xbox after oh, Xbox. Ratchet 9.5. Um, we've had Returnal, we've had Demon Souls, we've had Ratchet now. What has Xbox had? The Medium, which is coming to PS5 anyway. Yeah. If you if you believe ratings lists, I don't know what, what other games they've had. Ha- has, has there been a proper exclusive yet? I yeah. Like, so. I don't think so. Not to, not to that kind of standard, no. And you think like Haley's been cooking for a while, and they've you know that's got to come out at some point, and that'll be all right. I I reckon I I reckon that'll be good. But what's um uh, gears? Who makes gears again? Coalition. Coalition. Mm. Yeah. Are they doing another gears? I would assume so. Probably. I don't think they've. I don't. Like, I don't know. That they've when was the last any trilogy? So when was the last yeah. gears? Was gears five was when? Four years ago. It got the Three. DLC last year, wasn't it? Yeah, Five but you years. wouldn't. You can't tell me that a full studio is working on a DLC. No, 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 no. No, so they so you know, so they've got to be working on something. It's time to see what this roster of studios that they've acquired. I mean, I think we'll get a Psychonauts release date. I think we have to hmm. at this point. That game's been in oh, development yeah. forever. I, um, yeah, I reckon August for that one. Yeah, um, that's a fair shout, probably. So there's that uh, Halo date because they've got to start having games at some point. Um, no, I reckon they're sticking to their third party and we're going to get the announcement that the new Battlefield is coming to Game Pass day and date. Mm. You'll have the you'll have had the announcement a couple of days prior and they're going to go, yeah, how cool does that look? You'll be able to play it October 22nd, come to Game Pass. You really reckon EA would give up their one of their biggest IPs to Game Pass? Well, yeah, if it's a live service yeah. game, if there's not, you know, if there's a way for them to continue to monetize it and they're going to get kickbacks from Microsoft as well on a console that not enough people to own to probably have even bought the game to begin with. Season passes, I'm assuming. And they, mm. they've already partnered the, they've EA plays part of Game Pass well, yeah. now anyway, isn't it? So they're, they're clearly, you know, on but there decent is, terms with. But there's different tiers though of EA play. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But the 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 thought that that's already on the service in some form gives an indication that they are at least curious about the the platform. So yeah, I think if they're if they are going to properly get in bed with with Xbox and Game Pass, I think that's a pretty big way of doing it. I think 
and I'm just so we're, you know, full disclosure, there was no mention of this at the, the event. Uh, they only gave us the release date. So I, I don't know if this, uh, if they were either not sharing that or it's just not a thing, but I can't see it being a thing. It, that like that would be huge in terms of third party games coming to Game Pass day one. That would be massive. I wouldn't be surprised to to not hear it at that event though. I think that's if the if it was going to be a thing, I think that's something that Xbox would want to or Microsoft rather would want to save for their their conference. I think that's one of the the big. Obviously, there's not a crowd, but a big crowd popping moment of. Hey, everyone who has this console, you'll you'll now mm. have the next installment in Battlefield. Do you think they'll do you think they'll do that whole like third party showcase of like a bunch of AAA stuff from the other I shows reckon. and be like, by well, the they way, have to, this yeah. is all coming to Game Pass day one. Because you think yeah. about like yep. there's it's no no PlayStation, so there's only rule. So they'll show one. PlayStation games. No, I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's only um, you know there's no other big major um, platform provider doing hmm. uh, doing a show so are we going to yeah. see any more from avowed okay. or is that still going to be in the oven for quite a while again i i think they they i think they did the playstation thing a couple of years ago when they did uh death stranding and ghost of tsushima and all that you know they announced all these games and then it took th- two three years before we even saw them yeah uh, yeah. Nathan, what are you uh, what are you expecting from Big Field? So I've got three on my radar, two a bit left of field. First one, I, first one's probably not left of field. I think we need to see a current gen new iteration of Killer Instinct. There's no Microsoft, to my knowledge, don't have any fighters currently under their belt other than the legacy of the original one, which has been kicking around for a while now. Um, so a modern iteration of that, I think that's what it, how many first party fighters do they have? I think that might be one of the Probably few. Probably one. Yeah. I think that might be, yeah. Um, yep. Second, and I don't, <laughs> this is just a fantasy of mine, but a new Project Gotham Racing. It doesn't make sense that there would be a new PGR, um, particularly because Forza is covering so many bases so effectively. And I think... Well, we, we wouldn't see it under the original developers anyway because I believe Activision snapped them up a few years ago. Last Project Gotham we saw was apparently on the Zune, the, the good old Zune. <laughs> so, Love that. So that's a, that's a relic. And the third... There's a Microsoft exclusive one. <laughs> I know. Uh, so that's a head scratcher, that one, the old Zune. Anyway, uh, oh, wait. The Zune was a Microsoft product, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, and the... Great product, too. Last one is, yeah, it's just, it's what I want. And that's just, I, I want a gameplay snippet, just 30 seconds of of Stalker 2. Because mm. um, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the games that I, I followed the development of the first one as a child reading PC Powerplay magazines. And it just, it captured my imagination. And then when we actually played what we got in 2007, it delivered. So I'd, I'd just love to see more of that. That's my three picks. Mm. Mm. Nice. Very nice. All right. So, if anyone's got, does anyone have any else for Game Pass? Dragon, we're going to see another acquisition. Yes. Who do you reckon? <laughs> Everything. He's going to maybe maybe that's why the internet went down tonight. Phil bought the internet. Microsoft bought it. <laughs> um. 
who actually, interesting take here, and I'd like to I'd like to read about that in. I've maybe got one in, in written form. I've got one for you. Hit us. All right. I want you to picture this. There's a torch. It gets lit. Minecraft. Ah. Oh. Tokyo Olympics. Minecraft. Minecraft too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's dark. You hear this like scratching, scratching sound, and you're like. Where's Luke and his shaft when you need it? <laughs> no. Um, and, you, and then all of a sudden, there's light everywhere. Screams. And a shitload of rats. Oh, okay. And it's a plague tale too. And they've been acquired by Microsoft. Okay. Ooh, okay. I don't mind uh, that. A, a booby, a, a boby, a sobo. A sobo. Yeah. <laughs> a boobo. A boobo. Um, yeah, so Did you I kind of hope it's not an acquisition, but I hope that yeah. a Plague Tale 2 does happen. Did you read my acquisition predictions, Zach? I have not read it, no. Is that in the doco? Yeah. I haven't read it yet, no. I've been saving it because I heard I saw it was, was pretty good. Give it to me now. Read it live. All right, I'll read it. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> I've I've never been more excited for something in my life. Should I read it, or is it going to be dangerous? No, no, no! no. You, you should read absolutely read it. Also, this podcast is fucking long. Shoutouts to Jordan for editing. Uh, all right, let me just open this doco. All right, this is our collective, uh, well-played article on our predictions for E3, which may or may not make the cut. Oh, fuck, it's long. All right, here we go. Kieran Verbruge. After sitting through a dozen four loops of a five-minute pre-roll of different cinematic trailers for Halo Infinite, the Xbox E3 2021 livestream presentation begins. Phil Spencer appears, wearing a T-shirt with a graphic that looks familiar, though he's too distant for you to place it just yet. Welcome to the 2021 Xbox briefing. Spencer says through his trademark boyish smile. We've been expecting you. He continues. Here at Xbox, we're always looking forward to the future. Sorry, we're always looking toward the future and to new opportunities. That's why we've continued to acquire the best and most talented publishers and studios in the industry. That's no longer enough. The video shifts from a montage of Xbox Game Studios titles to sweeping shots of a number of headquarters of well-known global corporations. That's why we've acquired every video game, film, entertainment studio, and every tech business in the world to bring the best of it all to you with Xbox. Spencer announces, taking a pause before stepping closer to, before stepping closer, the footage behind him, pulling out a pulling out to a satellite view of the Earth, that seems to be slowly panning toward a continent you recognise as your own. And why stop there? Why stifle the the creativity of our limitless pool, uh, new pool of talent by subjecting them to labor laws, copyright laws, hell, any laws. That's why we've decided to run the show ourselves by acquiring every country, <laughs> all of them. The satellite view stops panning and begins to focus in. As the land can, comes into view and details begin to emerge, you realize that this isn't the country you live in. It's your city. It's your street. It's your house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and to ensure that you're enjoying our content, and our content only. We've decided it's not enough just to own the media you consume. 
We needed to own you. Eerily, that last word rings out louder than the broadcast. You've had your, you've had your attention on this entire time, almost as if <laughs> in your every vicinity. You turn, slowly unsure of what to expect. Phil stands in the corner of the room, watching you. He's finally close enough for you to make out his t-shirt. It's a photo of a father and a child enjoying a day at the beach. You recognize the moment instantly as one from your own childhood. Sure enough, the child in the photo is you. The father? Well, I think you know where this is going. Perfect Dark looks fucking sick, though. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the best things I've ever read. Yeah. (laughs) That is incredible. Um, That is very, very, very good. I love it so much. So we could nearly run that as like a like a satirical piece on its own. Um, that'd be good. Nice. All right, Bethesda. Let's go to that Starfield. Who's uh, who's who's voting Starfield? Yep. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Nathan. Negative. No, no Starfield. Nah. Huge. Nah. I think they've already said that it's going to be there though. Have they? I think so. I, I reckon it's going to. I reckon it's they're going to announce it for release this year. Wow. Okay. Well, that. Okay. So that. So Whoa. that. So that was going to be my next uh, two questions. Gameplay. I assume Ken's yep. going to go with a yes. Yep. Adam. Absolutely. Nathan, do you want to change your your vote? I know that peer pressure. Jason Tree weighed in on this like last week, so I'm trying to figure out what he had to say about it. He said that no, it this won't. Is your prediction, man. Not he Jason's. said. No, I don't he know. said the release date <laughs> uh, is further away than you think. Is what he said. In. in, in um, Nah, Quotes it. nowhere near done. So, mm. look, the last time we saw of it, we saw this year. title art. How much more are we going to see if we see anything? There's been a screenshot, I think, that leaked or yeah. was purposely leaked or something. And everyone got fucking red rockets to use a... South Park. <laughs> to use a space term. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Todd Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, so I'm going yes to gameplay, no to release date. Adam, you going release date? Uh, no, nah, release window. It'll just be a, a 2022. That's I all can actually, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go one further on Kieran's acquisition thing. Starfield is not actually a game. It's a fucking experience. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is, it's, it's a migration experience to fucking the stars where Bill Gates and someone, they all live up there in the stars and you get to go and join Phil and his buddy Xbox, Microsoft cronies in orbit. And that's what Starfield is. Jesus they go Christ. to space to get away from the gamers. They don't want us to that's follow it. us. They're, 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 yeah. In space, you can buy a Series X. Buy a PS5. <laughs> Exclusive. Um, all right. What else are we expecting from Bethesda? Wolfenstein 3. Well, okay, so Machine Games, they're working on Indiana Jones. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm Is out of the correct? loop. Because, well, I'm not sure if we won't see Wolfenstein 3, but yeah. Without spoiling anything, the new Colossus leaves a lot of sequel bait. And it's been a few years now. They need to follow up. Look, I don't know if there's multiple teams in that studio, if they're, if they're that big yet, but... Um, I do know that, that they were doing an Indiana Jones uh, game. So maybe we'll see that. I'm hoping that we see this rumoured Arcane title 
uh, Project Omen or whatever it was, the vampire one. Um, anyone got any other thoughts on Bethesda? Adam, what are you hoping to see from old Toddy? Uh, I really don't know. I think the the main focus is going to be Starfield and anything else they've got going on massive, like to that scale, I don't think is anywhere near ready to show. So I, yeah, I, they're, they're the outlier. I, I really don't know what to expect other than Starfield from them. Yeah. Well, the thing is that there's, they definitely won't show off any death loop and probably they won't show no. off any ghost white Tokyo because, um, yeah, like because they're coming to PS5 and this is obviously like a joint Microsoft and Bethesda show. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to be seeing those. Kieran, what do you, do you have any other predictions that might be, not so far-fetched as Phil becoming your dad, but (laughs) (laughs) not really. I don't know what to expect from Bethesda other than what we already Mm. know. Mm. They're a tricky one this year. They're they're real tricky. Ghostwire Tokyo? Oh, yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo, of course. Because what? We don't, do we know much about that? They, they, they just tuned you out then, Zach, which is miraculous. No, sorry. I heard you, mate. I'm with you. She's timed exclusive, so they're they're not oh, going to be yeah. chatting about that. Uh, not now that they're affiliated with Xbox. Yeah, no, fair enough. Biggest sick burn on the podcast ever, I think. <laughs> I was too busy messing with my lights. And um, we were talking about Bethesda, so I naturally zoned out. More or less just told you to go fuck yourself without <laughs> saying it. Fuck hell. Um, Been here a while, mate. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I talked about Star Wars for a full hour. What else? We is yeah. Do we know? So what studios do, does Bethesda have? They got Machine Games, so they're doing Indiana Jones. They got uh, Game Studios, which is doing Starfield. Do we see anything for Elder Scrolls Six? No, is no. it Six? Mm. Yeah. yeah, Six. And no, I I don't no. think so. No, I don't think we'll see any more for a long time for that. No, I reckon she's ages Fallout off. Fallout Seventy Six for the new for the current gen. Oh, right. yeah. Fallout Seventy Seven. That's going to make the <laughs> next one. Fuck it. Moving on. Onwards and upwards. Cut. Can't be any Could shame. Run. Could be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then you got Arcane, which are doing, uh, rumored to be doing that that new game. And then who else do they have? Yeah, I don't know. Tango's working on... Yeah, well, they're working um, doing Ghostwire. Ghostwire. So they're, they're probably taken up. All right. Uh, if no one's got any more things about, let's, let's fire through... Um, the next one. So oh, I just just quickly back to to Keeley's thing. I reckon he's gonna have old mate Kojima duck in for a for a quick hello. Oh, maybe. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be Death Stranding too, though. I think it's gonna be something else. Well, isn't he rumored to be working on a Microsoft exclusive? Yeah, I did read that. Maybe um, Phil will announce that he's a, he's acquired Kojima <laughs> on weekends. Just keeps him in the every second weekend. Mm. <laughs> just on, just on weekends. <laughs> just on weekends. <laughs> He's got visitation rights to to Kojima. Um, I like that. All right, Square Enix is up next at five fifteen a.m. on uh, the the Monday. There, what do we think we'll see here? I mean, uh, some of this is leaked, so yes. Well, there was the rumors of uh, old mates Idas Montreal doing a, a a Marvel Marvel game. Um. Yeah, um, that's, that rumor has been kicking around for ages. Is that the um, old mates of the galaxy? Yeah, 
and you know they're kind of headlining the event i guess or like what they've announced to the event so far so safe to say that's probably what that is um and they're going to be talking more life is strange true colors um as far as surprises go i think well i'm hoping really hoping that we see some more ff16 gameplay um i am nowhere near confident but i would really love to see them announce uh the next generation of kingdom hearts like stuff you know a new new title with a new protagonist um probably not going to happen uh and they'll no doubt have like a really painfully uh nondescript five second teaser for final fantasy 7 remake 2 oh yeah did they there was also the rumor about final fantasy was it called origins the action one yeah i feel like didn't they dispel that rumor though didn't they wasn't that like false was it though i didn't because or was it just them saying that that's not the thing that we're going to talk about with the lead up with with this new ninja gaiden that's just come out um Mm. i remember the team discussing the fact that the reason it, it just for context the ninja gaiden master collection it's a port it's not a remaster it's not a remake mm. and people were asking the question why is this not a remaster why are we not seeing any anything new here they said look we would rather just port the game and put our resources towards something else that we're working on at the moment and that's been the conversation of the past six months and then we've seen mm. this so i'm really hoping that we do see something in this final fantasy or i really i really want it like based on what they've you know the rumors said that it would be uh, like I'm, I'd really love to see it, um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. What are the um? Oh, and we'll see more of um, for spoken as well. Is that the project? I take it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what it was called? Athea? Aeth- yeah, Is that yeah, what it was? The, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Um, what are the chances we see a new Day Six? No, no, okay. no. I wish. Uh, After Cyberpunk, I, I want would, that. I'd hope for a new Thief. I think they own Thief. No, I mean um, yeah, but no. Okay, fair <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna move on from Square. Yeah, I think. Yep. We have, yeah, we have an idea of what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there's the future game show, which is time yeah. is TBA. Um, this is, I think, the Games Radar showcase. Normally, they actually show off some pretty cool stuff. So, um, this is where they showed off Dustborn the first time. So, I'm hoping maybe we get a little, little bit more info on that. But apart from that, I, I don't really have an idea on on what we could see here. Maybe some uh, cool indies and stuff. Um, anyone got any other thoughts on that? Who's showing off COD? Are we going to see? Because there's no Activision thing, right? No, I would say that's going to be in a, one of those state of play things, surely. Yeah, yeah that'd mm. be PlayStation's wheelhouse, yeah? Mm. Maybe. I'm also uh, wondering where we're going to see Spyro 4 Return of the Dragon. Uh, don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> the Razor keynote. Yeah, okay, cool. Done. <laughs> uh, all right, and then there's the PC gaming show, which, again, will have just a bunch of Spyro 4 Return of the Dragon. Ark Survival Evolved 2. <laughs> yeah. You reckon? More yeah, Vin yeah. Diesel. Are we going to get him <laughs> announcing right. something? Oh, Vinny right. D. He's playing yeah. Spyro and Spyro he's, No, he's going to do... Dragon. He'll be oh, at Ubisoft this year. 
Talk about a fuckable dragon. Jesus. The crew the too fast, too Diesel. furious. Or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in the crew too fast, too furious. <laughs> um, Makes sense. Then we got uh, Warner Brothers, and I think they've pretty much said that they're only going to be showing off Back for Blood. No Harry Potter this year, and... No DC stuff. No, ba- no, no Batman-related things. They'll no wait for... Well, they've also got Suicide Squad oh, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah if that's that's not anywhere near nah i'm i'm pretty sure I, I read that they said that back for blood is their only showing yeah yeah right. i think that, like i think um, you're dead on they've um as far as dc things go they're they're planning on doing fandom again this year uh so i think they'll oh, yeah. they'll reserve all of their bits and pieces for that Right. On the Marvel, uh, then we've got Freedom Game. Sorry, no, I go. was just going to say on the Marvel thing, just to circle back to Square. Uh-huh. Um, there's oh. been rumours of a Guardians of the Galaxy game for this year's E3 under the Square Enix showcase. Yeah, that's the the Idas Montreal one we were talking about. Now yeah. who's not listening? Oh shit! That's twice. <laughs> that's twice. <laughs> Half a glass of wine. Three I'm times you're out, um, mate. But actually, on that, what do you reckon the chances are they'll um shadow drop? Spider-Man for Avengers during their showcase. They'll be like, nah, he's out now. Um, I don't care about that content. I want Spider-Man. Nah, All fair. Right. True. All right. So then on June 15, we've got Freedom Games, which is a little indie uh, studio there. Uh, sorry, company there. Uh, Razer and then Capcom. Again, Time TBA, at least. Um, when I posted this article, they hadn't had a time. I haven't seen a time being posted yet, but I haven't checked in the last 24 hours. Uh, of recording, um, I don't know what we might see here. Dino Crisis. Mm. Maybe do they have any? Don't, nah. don't do would. that to Zach. Come I on. I wish, mate. Now that's something that they'd show off in like a PlayStation thing. I think yeah. this will be some bullshit Monster Hunter thing. <laughs> some skins or something like that. Or <laughs> do they have skins in Monster Hunter? I don't know. Or another big sword or something. Um, <laughs> let's go. Another big yeah, sword. Let's go against big swords. Mate, I'm more they of a make, little, make him feel I'm inferior. A, I'm more of a little sword kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what Capcom could be showing off here. Deep down, maybe. Uh, oh god! I mean, I'd love a new Bla- Oni Musha, but uh, you know, that's so, Oni Musha. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. But that's where dreams. That's where dreams go to die. Uh, in, in those thoughts. All right. Uh, no one got any other thoughts on Capcom. Nothing that no. springs to mind at the All minute. Right. Take two is next again. Time TBA. Uh, I think is this. Uh, does Take Two include Two K? Now I know that like Take Two owns Two Two K, but does yeah, this? I'd say so. does this yeah, yeah, I think I think NBA, they fall into that. Because what is Two K? Two K have something that I saw earlier today that they were doing. I've, I've got a quick juicy one for you when it comes to Two K slash Take Two, and it involves a city, a man, and a lighthouse. It's they're gonna they're gonna throw Bioshock into the mix. Oh yeah, ah, yes, that's what I was thinking of. They're gonna they've you know it's been it's been brewing for a while, so I don't expect there to be anything more than maybe a title reveal. But I think it's probably time to to get people talking about it again. Do you think it is a PS Five exclusive like, like the rumors are saying, perhaps? Uh, for prediction's sake, no, because I think it'll happen at Take Two's thing. Because if it was, then it would it would be taking place at a state of play. Fair, but fair. I don't know. 
there's always a chance of a timed exclusive. I don't think it would be a full exclusive. Full-blown exclusive, I don't think is as likely, yeah. Possibility of XCOM? Yeah. Well, they're, they're working on, apparently, a Marvel thing as well. Yeah, which yeah. is so bizarre, but sure. For Axis. Give it to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the... Is it going to be like a... Like you play as agents from S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're moving them around Whoa. and they, they throw in the odd hero here and there? Is it going to be that kind of generic or are we... I just, yeah, I don't know what that would look can like. Can we have it... Can, can, can we even enjoy one of those games without permadeath? Like, can you can you have a Marvel game with permadeath? Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like, either you do all the heroes and you water it down a bit, or you have just kind of like your generic Hydra versus Shield, and you can have permadeath because who gives a fuck about boring ass Shield agents? So I don't know. It it does feel a bit weird. Like, sure, mix it up get something other than Marvel's Avengers out that's got the the Marvel name mm. to it. I kind of like the idea of diversifying and having something completely different for a, for a comic book adaptation. So why not? Chuck it in there. All right. And then we've got Nintendo. What do we, well, what do we think about that on June 16? Nintendo need to put their big boy pants on and give us the Zelda remake slash remaster that we actually want. You can, you can put, Skyward Sword on a loft wing and tell it to fuck right off because we actually want Twilight Princess, please and thank you. Yes. The best of the Zelda series. Nathan, I'll fight you in the car park, mate. I see that head shaking. Nah, give it give us Twilight Princess. Didn't click, rough. I just wanna Other than that, maybe Metroid Prime 4. Fuck. One would wish. Maybe. Shimigami Tensei 5. I don't think I'm probably alone yeah, in that one. We'll see that. Do you think we'll see that at the Nintendo? Well, one? it was announced back when they did the first Switch showcase, just before the Switch oh. was released back in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus! Waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I have no doubt in my mind that uh, that'll be at E3 in some capacity. Yeah, probably at the Nintendo thing. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that we'll see a bunch of software for or aimed at the new switch mm. uh, such as in the event that that gets announced beforehand such as Mario Kart 9 a new Mario Kart game of some capacity Ooh. Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate Deluxe Super Smash <laughs> Brothers Ultimate Deluxe I wouldn't be shocked if there was something Mario Odyssey related, even if it's like an enhanced upgraded version with more extra content, new DLC. Well, there's, isn't there the rumor of the, that team working on a Donkey Kong game or yeah, there's that as well. There's rumors of them. Some of the rumors say 3d Donkey Kong game. Some say not 3d Donkey Kong game. Either way, um, give me a Donkey Kong game. Man. Yeah. I'm in for Donkey that. Kong rap. Um, but yeah, like part of me, part of me wonders if there is, if there is, you know, an impending new switch console, are they going to, is this the generational software refresh that, you know, everyone's been waiting for? Are they going to wipe the slate clean, like the slate clean of like these kind of dozen titles that they've been just cashing in on for the last four years? 
<laughs> and start pumping out proper sequels. Fingers crossed. It'd be nice to see Nintendo beef up their, their software side of things mm. again. Um, Splatoon 3 obviously will be there. Are we going to get 40 minutes of it? Are they going to double the time this yeah. time around and just show us the whole fucking game and talk yeah. to every NPC that yeah. they come across? Yeah. Sick. I mean. And also Spyro 4 Return of the Dragon. <laughs> At every showcase, yeah. they're just going to give us... a. If You you have to watch them all in order because they are, they give you 10 seconds per, per conference. Just one fuck daddy dragon per conference. <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, I got nothing for you for Nintendo, so whatever. You don't play Wait. kids' games. Uh, that's it. I don't <laughs> play kids' games. Shout outs to the playgrounds where you can play your Switch. Um, Bandai Namco is the next one. <laughs> like, I love bloody this. Getting a hot chocolate and playing my Switch. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I play. I get a beer. I play PlayStation. Um. Hang on, let me. You can't play. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I heard uh, Battlefield being announced for Switch, did I? Sorry, you play Battlefield now? Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) I played the single player campaign. Did you play it with your big boy controller? I don't have that. That's it, mate. (laughs) Um, Love it. Shots fired. Uh, If if we could get now, this would absolutely be in a Sony state of play. But if we could get just. A sneaky bit of Tekken no. would just be no. tantalizing. Please. Please and no. thank you. Get Tekken the piss. A, te- a Tekken <laughs> tag. A new, a new Tekken tag. Oh. oh, please. Please and thank you. I'll get on my my hands and knees on my carpet How for, for Tekken tag. The bouncer, yeah, even though I'm pretty sure that's actually square, square soft. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, we'll, get, we'll get Tales of Arise. I'm keen to see more of that at Bandai Namco. Elden Ring, House of Ashes. Um, Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon if 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 we see that, it's going to be at Xbox. Yeah, they wouldn't throw that at Bandai's. No one's watching. Surely. No one's watching. Did you nah. watch Bandai sing last year? No, was it Square sing last year? That was fucking trash. Shout out to Square. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I can't. I can't imagine there's going to be much going on at Bandai's. I reckon. Yeah, House of Ashes. We probably get a release date. Yeah, for that. Um, we might. No, we won't get a tease of the of the fourth one before the third one comes out. That's stupid. New Ace Combat. <laughs> uh, maybe it's time. When was what seven was the last one? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And that was fairly well received. Yeah, I just want a new. Really well. I just want a new Katamari oh, and a new yeah. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Oh, a new Soul Calibur would be good. Yeah. No, with you on Katamari, the f- the community's back behind it now. Like it's relevant again. Has to be. Yeah. 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 yeah black screen uh, and we just yeah. hear the theme song that's all we need and then luke's shaft <laughs> <laughs> oh and now i'm in all right heads and knees again and then and then a game cover fades into view and it's spyro 4 <laughs> Return of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've hit the two hour mark so we are i don't know who's left here shout outs to whoever's left listening to this um we appreciate you Keep jogging. You're doing great. Sorry for everything that I've said. That's all right. <laughs> I forgive you. Okay. Let's quickly go through the news. We won't talk about lots because we've already spoken about most of it. But there's a couple little things that we can discuss uh, very, very quickly here. All right. So 
uh, our boys Huawei, they are they're bringing their gaming monitor, a 34-inch um, gaming monitor with built-in soundbar, possibly to Australia. It is coming to the global markets. It looks pretty pretty cool. Uh, I'd be keen to check it out. Uh, the price converts to roughly oh, like 800 bucks. Um, so uh, it's got a like a hybrid resolution, I think. Uh, it's like a um, 3860 to 1440 I think it is sorry 3440 3, by 1440 so it's like a 3k resolution I don't know if that's the exact uh, thing but yeah you know a bit higher than 2k it's got HDR10 support 165 hertz refresh rate yeah and, and uh, a built-in soundbar so that that would be cool to check out um, Prince of Persia is not going to be featuring E3 I did mean to mention that uh, previously when we we're talking about uh, Ubisoft, but yeah, that's not ha happening at E3. They've they've said. Um, uh, God of War we already talked about. Okay, probably Ghost Recon and Splinter Cell are having a mashup. Apparently, um, does anyone want to talk about that? Yeah, it's just it's a leaked um, multiplayer game that has Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon. And one of their other titles, it's got the the name Battle Cat for now, which is I'm guessing most likely just a placeholder. Uh, and the Division, that's the other the other IP that they're they're taking the piece together. with Buddy Spinner Cell. Yeah, it's you Bucky see Bucky Sam Fisher in every other game, but he's on. It's a bit it's a bit of a sad state of affairs. But yeah, it's PvP. Not much else to report on at the moment, but that looks like it might be happening at some stage. They bring Tom Clancy back from the dead. Hologram on stage at <laughs> Ubisoft conference. <laughs> right next to Tupac. Bill Spencer acquires Tom Clancy's. A lot of money soul. to spend on a hologram just to announce Spyro 4 as one of the Why am I still laughing? Uh, Get out. <laughs> uh, apparently the Valve Index is coming to Australia. I'm yeah. read, I'm, and it's I'm, fucking expensive. I haven't read this, so someone take, take lead here. No. That's that's pretty much it. There's a few different packages coming, like for an the, or just headset and blah blah blah. The donkeys that are that are grazing at the moment at the arse end of this fucking podcast. What's what's the Valve Index? Just a, a V. That's Valve's VR unit. It is a VR unit. That, All right, cool. Didn't that know they, that. That they want you to play Half Life Alex on. Um, no, but yeah, know. it's like $1,800 for the all-in kit that at this stage is going to be sold exclusively through EB Games. So if you want to Shout out. Get, your, get your wallet around it, you can go ahead and do that. What do you reckon is going to have more first-month sales? The Atari, the, like, the new Atari, or the Valve Index? Index, 100%. All they need to do is sell one of them. <laughs> <laughs> for those that work in gaming stores that may or may not be some of us or have connections there has anybody pre-ordered a an atari wait is it out yeah it's out i said yeah, it's out. anyone purchased uh, the answer is 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 no though so no one's <laughs> it's bought no one? to both purchase or or pre-order no nah, not not to my knowledge what a most mo i mean most people don't even know that it fucking exists what so a flop. I mean, maybe they should just mark it as the PS5. Uh, 
Okay, this is probably the biggest news of the week. We'll quickly talk about it. Um, but Quantic Dreams, David Cage, and uh, I don't know how to say this other dude's name, and I can't find it here in the article. Shoutouts to uh, Screen Rant for this for this for this link there. Um, but basically, they're in court at the moment, uh, fighting the defamation charges. I think it's defamation charges. Well, they're suing one of the French publications for over the article a couple of years ago about the toxic culture and the the racist and the homophobic and just the shit stuff that they were doing, like like photoshopping images and stuff like that. And obviously, Cage and Co. thought they had a pretty good case um, to get it sort of tossed out and get a bit of you know reputation back. Um, but it seems to have gone the complete opposite way. Um, old David's had a bit of a bit of a breakdown during um during the trial and for just so like all these reports are based on uh translations of sorts um from a french website so uh, i don't know if all if all context is correct um or if all translations are correct but so this is all uh not you know science sealed confirmed but this is all apparently what what went down but um yeah they all kind of cage was uh saying that females in his games are all whores um there's a lack of tits or something in the triple a space or, or something to that effect um and that uh, quantum dream doesn't make games for fags which is just a completely insane thing to say when you're like trying to defend yourself against you know all these accusations basically just shooting himself in the foot like how many qtes do you think he missed for that to come out of his mouth <laughs> it's just the it's like objective the objective was to like win his defamation course and you <laughs> fucked them all to the point where not only have you proved that it wasn't defamation you actually did all those things but then you've just said a bunch of extra shit on top. Cause it, yeah. So he bumped also, into a pedestrian, slid on ice, and then <laughs> threw out a homophobic slur. What a, so there, what a champion. So there's another, I don't, the other guy who's basically on trial, uh, I don't know if he's, a, if, if he's a founder, but he's a high-ranking executive, and um, he basically says, I'm not under oath, so I can lie. Is pretty much. <laughs> so no, no, no. He asked the judge if he can lie. Very earnest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean. <laughs> oh nah, that's so that, that's it fantastic. Just, it just shows you like the kind of people that they obviously are. Um, <laughs> I just why? How do you bundle it that bad? How, like how? How do you manage that? The interesting thing is it hasn't been overly reported either. So, like, there's not, like, a lot of outlets running, you know, running this news, you know, whether that's because of, you know, a lack of translations and stuff, you know. Um, I don't know, but it just seems like they've shit the bed massively here. And it makes you wonder, like, like who's actually going to want to work with Quantic Dream now? Like, Sony probably are, like thank God we, you know, we parted ways when we did, you know, because this, this isn't Cage's first rodeo, you know, you know, he's, he's had some stuff before, you know, with Ellen, uh, Ellen um, 
Elliot Page. Um, and, you know, and the stuff that went down with, uh, what's the game called? Beyond Two Dreams or something? Souls. Mm. Beyond, Beyond Two Souls? Souls? Beyond yeah. Two Souls, yeah. Um, yeah, so. It's yeah. no secret that they're shit. Yeah, so, dude's an ass hat. Which is a bummer because I did like Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably hasn't aged well, but I, I liked it at the time. Um, but the question I, th- I threw to Kieran because I'm, I'm reading a lot of uh, discourse on like Reset Air and stuff and everyone fucking hates them. They are hating Cage and Quantum Dream. They're, they're all like suck shit, you know, hope this company dies and burns and all sorts of stuff. Not, you know, or, you know, hope it's like the end of Cage. I mean, we, we never have to see his bullshit, shit written games again kind of thing. But Quantum Dream have actually moved into publishing. Did anyone know that? No. Hmm. No, I wasn't aware. Vaguely. So, Dustborn, the game that I was super keen for, um, that is being published by Quantic Dream. Mm. So, the question I gave to Kieran was, how do we feel about games that are being published by Quantic Dream? They're obviously not involved. You know, Cage isn't obviously involved in the the um, creative process. There, they're just sort of funding it, I guess. Um, so yeah, like I, I just want to get your quick, quick thoughts on that. That's hard because it's not as as clear cut as like separate art from artist. It's it's a it's a pure monetary situation. Like they mm. put money into it to get money out of it. So it is, it is tricky. It just sucks that there's a that you have to have this conversation because there's a a developer that's caught in the middle of it all, which really sucks. Mm. Because this, I mean, it's 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 a bit different, but it sort of it links back to that Harry Potter argument a little bit. Yeah. In, the, in you know, in the way that J.K. Rowling is not involved really at all with the making of um, Hogwarts Legacy, but it is her property, so she does stand to profit from it. You know, yeah. Quantic, yeah. Quantic Dream aren't involved in the you know the in like the development of this game, but they obviously stand to profit if the game sells well. Um, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. It's a similar situation as well because, again, like, uh, Quantic Dream's footing the bill. So if, for example, you know, this uh, Dustborn, you know, people boycotted it and it didn't sell well, it's not going to impact the people that made the game like, on an emotional level. Sure, if people are like, fuck your game, but they're, they're, they're already being paid. So yeah, it but only hurts I, the back pocket of Quantum, Quantic Dream. I feel like it's more than that, though. It's more than that. Like that's that's a really reductive kind of way of saying it. But you know, like at the at the very end of the day, it is just a monetary thing. Mm. But there would um, have to be bonuses of some sort. Oh though, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but those are based on performance. You don't know if the game is shit or not. So yeah, no, yeah. But like, um, yeah. but like, I mean, like, yeah. In in a perfect world, uh, Quantic Dream would now dissolve in the face of uh, public sentiment, and some other publisher will swoop in and pick up Dustborn and save the day. But that's probably not going to happen. Um, so it's just going to be one of, yeah, it's just one of those things that's tricky to navigate because it's, there's so many different moving parts, mm. um, and everyone wants to do the right thing and not support, you know, shit, shit people in the industry. Mm. Um, and sometimes that results in hard lessons and sometimes it results in things that maybe aren't fantastic, like a game like Dustborn getting caught up in it, mm. but you, you, you know, that's also not a reason to let that shit slide either. No. So I would love to know if there's, you know, like what um, that team is uh, at Red Thread Games are thinking. Like, 
And I wonder what sort of deal they actually did sign, whether it's purely mm. like kind of like that Frogware sort of deal where it's pu- like a licensing deal. So mm. Frogware, um, Red Thread still own Dustborn, like, you know, the rights to it, and they can effectively pull out of the deal and go, you know, this this is uh, bringing whatever our studio into distribute or something like that. You know, this is bringing negativity around it. You know, we these allegations blah 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 allow us to terminate the deal kind of thing i'd be mm. i mean yeah i mean i don't know if the the court hasn't actually ruled yet in france so you know i guess if the court rules in quantum dreams way which i'd be which would be would be insane but um at this point yeah anyway we've been talking for far too long no one's probably here shout outs to Court verdict on 8th of July. We'll have more news next month. There you go. Thanks. Um, All right. Thank you for sticking around if you're still here. If not, thank you for listening at all to some parts of it and me reading Kieran's lush Microsoft uh, prediction there. You can check out all the content on www.well-play.com.au. Kieran Stockton wrote up a Necromunda. Mm -hmm. Hired gun review. Uh, Eleanor's got up a Metopia review. Um, there's some other stuff on the website as well you can check out, maybe. Uh, but yeah, other than that, have a, have a good weekend. Enjoy E3. And uh, we shall see you next week. Bye. Infamous 3 will also be at E3. Bye. Get Bye. to sleep. Bye bye.